Welcome to the G. Lou Show podcast, episode 27. This episode right here, man, features a legendary group, the Artifacts, a legendary hip-hop group, the Artifacts, from the East Coast, New Jersey, to be exact. The homeboy, the sensei, is on this episode, man. It's just a great story. The homie has a great journey. Great, great interview overall. You know what I mean? Uh, this is hosted by me, G. Lou, and uh, my co-host, Miss Queen Jean, features the sensei from the legendary hip-hop group, The Artifacts. Episode 27, the G. Lou Show podcast. Let's go. To my OG fam, roadblock, money bag, 40 ounces of man. That laid down the track, got me vibing and shit. Got my cousin V Jizzle on the side of me, trick. And we ain't turning down shit, and we ain't taking no L's. On the stairway to heaven, cause we living in hell. Motivated by the money, cause the fame is fake. OG music, we got next, and we ain't taking no breaks. Motivated by the money, cause the fame is fake. OG music, we got next, and we ain't taking no breaks. It's the world famous G Lu show. It's the world famous Gilu show. Show, show. It's the world famous Gilu show. Show, show. It's the world famous Gilu show. I like to welcome everybody to the Gilu show. Show, show. I like to welcome everybody to the Gilu show. I'd like to welcome everybody to the G. Lou Show. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to welcome everybody to the G. Lou Show. Hi, it's Cheryl the Pearl, and thank you for tuning into the G. Lou Show on Flashback Fridays. Hosted by G. Lou, our sponsors, BTP Media, and 93 Tweed FM Isms. Things are different when you're out with your buddies. Uh, so, so, uh, wondered why. Is there any? So, wondered why. Is there any? So, let's go back to your family. Got the homie Elvis Sensei. Artifacts up next. Flashback Friday the G. Lou Show. Welcome. Come here. Come here. God damn it. You stop that shit, dog. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Hey, man. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Give me that beat, fool. It's a full-time jack move. Chili till your homie make the track move. And I jack any time, Dick and Hank. That's the name of the suckers out of the gang. I get away from a copper. 
say? I ain't never got kept like that. Off the end of the gat, the joke, joke, dog in the house. What up, bro? Nothing but a come up. Give me that face and don't try to run up. Cause you'll get banked some sweet ice cube in a wind Tagging them for trip, I catch the path, take a trip to the 
y'all to think back When I used to write that Shit that used to hit Had all the mad color tips Breaking was my thing I used to spin the back I never thought I'd spin the wax With tracks to make your hands clap I could've went the other way But no how I got my dap on the map With the big that's who spray cap Niggas used to doubt my clout But now I turn them out They shout my shit about town Like they wanna be down Avoid the crap They wanna stab me in the back Enough of that Watch the dirt rail track Cause I don't wanna get zapped Pieces to burn to show my name, no shame Don't wanna put the blame down on my naked name Brothers don't wanna see me grow to get my cash flow I have the remorse to check me out in the store Friday, everybody. I'm G. Lou, your host with the most. I'm joined by my lovely co-host, the lovely Miss Queen Jean. Good evening, Queen. Good evening, G. Lou. How are you? I'm good. I'm in good. I'm in good hands tonight. I'm in good hands. I got you. We got we got the artifacts, the homie Elder Sensei. I think I'm in good hands tonight, Queen. I'm doing great. That's Answer right. Questions. Yeah. That's right. How about yourself. Get praise to the Most High for that, right? Hey, That's I'm gonna piggyback off of that. I feel the same way. Excited to uh, get the journey of our guest. Really excited for that. Dope lyricist he is. Like, wow. 
got a journey. Real hip hop here tonight. Yes. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> yep, yep. Well, the homie's yes. in the green room right now, so why don't you go ahead and introduce our guest for tonight, Queen? Okay, we got Elder, Elder Sensei. Sensei. Newark, New Jersey, born and raised. A dope, Brick City. dope lyricist. Brick City. Yeah. <laughs> that part right here. <laughs> Elder Sensei. Good evening. The yes, good evening. Artifact All right. Appreciate y'all. What's going on, sir? Yes, I'm sir. Good. Yes, I'm sir. good. Man, great. Friday, Friday night. You know, I got my rest. My, I'm on my second red strike. And I hope okay. <laughs> It's, it's good. It stopped. It stopped raining. I don't know if I can say everything right. else I'm doing, but uh, yeah, you can imagine. You can say it. Hey, do your thing. I'm, I'm sitting good. here. I'm sitting here, man. I got, I got like different flavors of buds sitting in front of me right now. I, I'm not going to yes, partake right now, but I got some blue cheese. I got some. Ooh. I don't know. My man gave me yeah. this one joint called. Look, this dude gave me this one joint called Nine Pound Hammer. I was scared of oh, that. Oh my god. I, I do that. I, I, I'll, I'll oh, do God. that one later. Right, right. I yeah. see, man. I already see you. You're, you're definitely a connoisseur of the great herbals, man, that we possess on this great earth here, man. So, you know, uh, big up to that, man. Uh, um, so I see you partake, and, and you got lots of different flavors and all of these types of things. Let's start off with that. Being that you partake and you're a connoisseur of the herbals, how do you feel these days that we've gotten to a place where you know, we can appreciate the herbals and the more accepted and we ain't got to be, you know what I mean? You, you you can enjoy your herbals like you do anything else pretty much in 2020. How does that make right. you feel? It's, it's, it's still kind of, it's still kind of weird, man. Cause like even, even when I go to Europe and I go to Amsterdam, I still bug out that we can walk around. I mean, it's not like you could just be all blowing in everybody's face, but you, you can walk around and, and not have to worry about the right. police. So I, I, I always wondered what it would be like in a day where you could like, you know, I'm not talking about like you can go to I go to Vegas and you could just walk into the dispensary and buy right. some wedding yeah. cake and don't worry about it. So right. it's like that that is the bugged out part. Cause you walk out and it's like nobody running up on you. You know, even even at home in in New York in New Jersey where I'm at and in New York, they kind of relaxed on a lot of this stuff. Where it's like you could you could carry a certain amount without you know without right. them like running your pockets. So it's a it's a right. good time, you know. I, I I don't know if you can say that for a lot of uh, dudes that be selling, unless they got the connect that's like in the dispensary, <laughs> and then they can they can eat. Right. Like you know, at one point at one point, you know, I knew dudes that was doing little sessions or whatever, smoke sessions, or whatever. And and out here, we don't have no laws as far as weed laws where you could just be like you know doing what you want to do. So. Dudes was right, doing right. little underground joints here and there, locked doors and stuff. Right. And, you know, with that comes still people complaining in, in the neighborhood, you know. So when you couldn't get to right. certain spots, dude, dudes was getting greedy. So that that part mm. of the game also comes into play, too, because you got dudes that don't have the dispensary, and they trying to eat. And these, these yo, trust right, me. Right. I, when, I, when I seen these things going on, I was like, wow, like, Dudes got mad butt in in the streets and it's like a lot, and but they know they know now how to play yeah. the game. Where it's like they know they can't be on the corner in, in the street no more doing that. Right, right. So it's right, it's, it's, right. All, exactly. it's all around thing. it's all around thing. Yeah, it's it really changed. Yeah, the game changes. 
but but do you think? Let me ask you this. I asked some other people this too, and even in states where it is all the way legal, do you ever think, mm-hmm. even not like how you have dispensaries now and different things, how you can get it pretty much how you want, you know, kind of over the counter or online or everywhere without having to deal with the corner issues? Do you, do you still think it will always be a, a street presence though? You know what I mean? Um, yeah. with, with 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 the guy who has it on the ground. Definitely. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Definitely, definitely. Yes, sir. Um, you got uh, it. It's definitely be that element because of the competition. Right. Ooh. Oh wow. Right. So yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, so yeah, like okay. with 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 that because there's a competition, and you you got dudes that you know, and also you got cats that don't have no car and they don't know how to get to the, right. these spots. Or, or they right. just got the luxury of still having a dude that they know that's gonna serve them. Right, right. Because with the dispensary, with the dispensary, it comes with the amount is a higher price. You know, higher it's, price. It's not the same. That shit ain't always the same. Too. It, nah, it yeah, I, I, look, you know, it ain't always as exactly. potent as the street shit, though. I learned. You know, but that's where that's where the cosmetic part comes in. Where it's like, like you said, it ain't street quality. Where it's like, you know. Somebody that and it's not like you you they behind the counter, you know right. you know they let you smell it and everything like that you know but like you said I don't care and there's another thing too I'm gonna say this I don't care what name you put on that can we curse <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. okay <laughs> I don't care what you put, name you put on that shit I do not care about I mean you have all kind of names I'm like man, let me look at that let me smell it please because the name right, shit right. don't mean nothing to me. Right. And that's that's where that's right. you know with the that's where with the street they know that this shit right. is happening. So they know right. like damn I you know if, if I'm gonna compete with that and try to steer these dudes away from that I need to have if not the best quality that may be in there or better. So you know I don't I don't right. get into right. all that that flavor shit and you know I'm like look man like if my lungs. If it like I said, nine pound hammer, that sound like it's gonna make me out. <laughs> so, it depends, it's gonna hammer you on, out. Huh? You know what I'm saying? It depends <laughs> on what it looked like. The picture, my man, he, he, you know what I'm saying? He's showing me, so he, he giving me the mason right. jar. I get to smell it, put right. it all in my face, and see it. So it's not the same as right. if he's behind the counter with them dudes. Yeah. That part. Hey, uh, let me ask you this one more thing on on the on the, on the herbals, and we'll get off that. But uh, mm-hmm. being that you from from Jersey and all that, and and like you just said, you've been in the game a, a minute, a long time. You've been around the world. Right. You've been to Amsterdam. You've been to Cali. You have mm-hmm. everywhere where it's good weed. But you coming from Jersey, you know, all the time you weren't able to get that good weed, and you you dealt with no. what you dealt with, and or have what you had. Mm-hmm. When, when did you know? Or when did you first experience? You know some of that shit that just was out of this mm. world. That like, oh my god, when you, when you traveled or, or imported or when, when when was that time for you? Being that you were herbal consumer, consumer, that you got that first you know blast. Like, okay, this is it. This ain't the All shit right, I've now, been getting over here. Going back and forth to New York, you will, you will find like I've been in places in Brooklyn in the '90s where shit knock you out. I mean, all kind of butterflies, whatever. We had all that shit. They right. had some shit like Red Man on his album, had Pep and all that shit. But I'll say right. this. I will say this. The illest weed I ever in my life smoked, I was in Jersey. And I and I got okay. it from another Jersey rapper. Me and me, okay. my man Apache. Apache, rest in peace. Apache, gangsta bitch, that's my guy. Exactly. Shout out my to man Apache, Apache I, I tell this shit to everybody. 
this was the first time because, like I said, I had weed uptown. You got to go up Broadway, 189th Street, all that shit. They got all that good weed. But this dude, one day, he told me and Tame. I was with Tame, and he, was, he called me. He said, yo, I got something. I think y'all need to come check me out. And we knew where he was at. He lived He lived in this little complex that was real nice. But it was right before you right. get to the downtown north. So we go to his crib, and he he just was like, I just want to show this shit to y'all first. So we go to his house, and we look at this shit. We, oh, my God. It was, like, so purple. I was like, whoa, what's this? It was, it was stinky, <laughs> too. I was like, damn. I said, how much? How much? Like he gave us, like, we both gave him, like, $100-something. $100 he gave us a lot. So he, but right. he, he gave when he gave it to us. He like, yo, you gotta smoke this shit though, yo. I'm telling you now. I'm telling you now. We all like, come on, man, come on, come on, Patsy, yo. We know what we do. Like he's like, yo, I'm telling you, if y'all gonna smoke this, he's like, yo, like he said, he said, don't like, you know, put a whole lot. So we looking at him like, put a whole lot. Like we, we just gonna roll a regular L. So he's like, yeah, I'm just saying, don't don't right. do like a regular L. Do like, you know, do a. So he said, as a matter of fact, he said, how about pinner. this? Do a pinner. He said, won't you, no, no, he said, won't you um, get some, whatever you smoke on a regular, like whatever you got, mixed and mix it together. When he said that, we was like, damn, it's like that. Like, mix it together with the other, di- like, straight up diluted. He's like, yo, I'm telling you. He's like, all right, man, we left, went back to the same house, and we was like, almost kind of nervous. <laughs> so we wrote, we wrote, a, 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 like, not a big one, but we wrote enough. Right. Yeah. That's at first it wouldn't even stay lit. So we was like, damn. Wow. Okay. So we got we got it good for fired up enough. Yo, I ain't gonna lie, bro. Every pool we was like dying. We was like caught. We were trying not to cough, and that made us cough more. So we got through. We got right. through with it. But oh, we was done. I said, what the hell? I called him like, what is that? But I knew. But it was <laughs> it, this weed was so different because it looked like a Hot Times magazine weed. So not until I got to right. Denmark, we got to Copenhagen, right, maybe like mm-hmm. 95, 90, yeah, 95, and we did a mm-hmm. European tour, and that was the first time, like, where you had, like, and a, like this, it was with this promoter, it was a female, and it was Alice, and Alice, this, she had a, oh, still to this day, like, one of the most prevalent weed companies and stuff like that, man. It was crazy. We that was the first time we we never seen nothing like that. This chick dressed all up in Gucci, just kind of what y'all want. Wow. She pulling out all this butt, and 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 we smoke. You know, in America, I think dudes are more scared to smoke ash ash like that. But that right, is right, a whole right. another level of 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 smoking. So we was out there at the time. It wasn't a lot like say a lot of weed. But they she had everything. So that was the first time we was able to do like. But has and you know where it was like you had it, so we 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 did it right. But then at the same time, we under I understood then what it was like. Oh, this some more like different than than but because you know they these dudes mixing it with the tobacco. I'm like, like I'm mixing with the, with the weed, like put it in there, I, and, and right. that shit is a whole another as a whole different high with hash because it, it mellows you out. Where say when you smoke bud, that shit you know the paranoia set in. We all, if you smoke bud, you know what that what that is sometimes. But with this shit, it's not mm-hmm. like that. So it was like at that time in Europe, it wasn't. Once we left there with Amsterdam, we saw everything there. 
That was like yeah. going to that was like uh in New York in the nineties. It was a it was a spot in uh, on 125th Street in Madison. We called the menu spot. So you'd be able to go in this spot and open they open the drawer and they have a picture of every weed that was in there. So we was able to get lamb spread and Cambo and all, all that shit Red okay. Man talk about in all them songs. Okay, right. That's what we were okay. doing too. So in Amsterdam, okay. seeing that shit, you knew it was real. This shit was like, right. and we, and the first thing we noticed was how much they will like 1.7 grams to the hood uh, bag. We was like, we, we gave this lady twenty like twenty dollars of their money, twenty five, and she straight asked us like, okay, so how how do you want to be? We like, what you mean? How do you want to be? How, how do you want to be? You want to be like, you want to be alright? You want to be okay? You want to be you want to be like. <laughs> You know, nice. You want to be fucked up, or you want to be gone. We was like right. the first time there. We was like first time there. Like, oh, we was fucked up. We would, we would so be we gone. Give us, like, we like, all, all the way. Silver haze. We get silver haze. Northern light. Uh, uh, skunk mm-hmm. number five. Skunk number eight. Man, I remember we got to the hotel. My boy, he from America, worked in Fat Beach. That was in Amsterdam at the time, and he, he hung with us. And we was we was you know he had to roll the joints for us because they had no blunts at the time out there like that so he rolling everything and I remember right. we got to the hotel and, and one by one we all rolled we all had our, our own joint to smoke and I watched everybody one at a time tame crash out on on the bed boom we watching the movie I see chaos go out on the balcony he come back he's sitting on the chair out there going boom and, and my man was like you know what I'm gonna leave y'all alone because I know you about to be gone too I said yo you know what I am. I was out like a light. That's maybe like <laughs> three o'clock in the afternoon. Went and man, man wow. we were tired because all the jet lag and everything. We was only there in Europe for like right. two or three days. Man, we we after that we wake we didn't wake up till like maybe like one o'clock in the morning. From three in the afternoon. Wow. And then they think it's like, yo, let's go. Time to get up. And I was like, what? And it was like the whole night. Just, like it was like nine o'clock. Because it was the night before wow. us was still we we thinking on home time. Right. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, right there. Hey. That Amsterdam, man. That's an experience there. I, I, haven't I, been even, yet, I even had buddies definitely in on Japan, the list. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you got to do that. Too. It don't cost a lot to go out there. After this virus over, yeah. think about it. Okay. Will do. Queen been out there. Did you go to, I know you were in Germany, Queen. Did you Did you visit Amsterdam? Yeah, when we first got out there, that was one of our first trips. So, yeah, I can relate to all of that. <laughs> 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 and I enjoyed living in Germany. I was there for two and a half years. I left just okay. before they tore that wall down, that uh, Berlin wall. Berlin. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. I left just before they te- tore that down. But it, it was a, uh, it's a good place to live. I mean, it's it's peaceful. And it's it's just cool. It's it's totally yeah, different. It, you know, it's different. Support. It's different. It's definitely different. I mean, there's a little bit of a American atmosphere there because of the army bases and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Especially in, especially in Berlin. Berlin is like New York. For, for yeah. if anybody oh, yeah. had to go to, if anybody had to go there and they wanted to visit, I'd tell them to go there. Yeah, right, like right. you said, because that's what I was. I was military over there, so yeah, it was okay. cool. It was real cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mentioned also uh, uh, Japan. I know Japan definitely has a love for the culture uh, over oh, there yeah. in Japan. Mm-hmm. How was that Japan trip, man? Man, I, I would say uh, the. I would say Japan has been probably my favorite place to go, especially as I got right. older. Because the first time we went there in '94, you know, we had we was having fun, but 
I didn't realize until we, we went back in 99, me and me and my DJ and one of my producers, my man P Original, me and Chaos, uh, we went out there and we just was, we planted a lot of seeds then, and then I came back in 2013, and I went with this female DJ named uh, DJ Sarasa, and she, she okay. I won't say she's young, but she's younger, way younger than me, but the shit right. for her was when we set out to book the tour... She was like, well, you know, I know a lot of DJs out here, and uh, and I know a few promoters. And I was like, you know, just put the word out. And we got one show. Then she got another show. And then she was just like, oh, shit. Like, never before. Like, I was out there at the eight shows this in 2013. Mm-hmm. Wow. But all of, all of the people that booked the show or the tour were people that I met in, in 99 and in 94. So one of the right. guys, and this was this was so dope. I mean, like, I did a lot. I didn't do a lot in '94. We was in Tokyo and Osaka, so we was just doing shows, promoting albums, and shit like that. But then when I went back in '99, I did a lot of music. I was recording a lot, but I had maybe like four shows, and that's when I did a, a, a show with uh, the Living Legends out from uh, from Cali, and um, right. my man Aesop, my man Aesop uh, from the group. We was we was with him for like a week, and I watched him sell merch. I watched him. Do, this one, the Sega Dreamcast game was out. I watched him do about so many right. games and different console parts for the game, the, the steering wheel, the damn joystick, all this shit. And I just learned that seeing him do that merch, it was a lot of money in that. That got me into even doing it with him more now. What I'm doing, but when right. when when she showed so, so, like I met a few guys there, and they was like, "You remember me?" So this one guy, this one of her friends, this is an older dude, he's my age, but my man Tonko, he knows her just from her DJing, but once she started seeing people responding to the, to the shows that was coming up, she was like, yo, um, she's Americanized, so she knows what's going on. So she's like, yo, mm-hmm. uh, it's, cra- it's crazy. All these people that's booking the shows tell me that they, yeah, they met me. Who are you talking about? My man Tonko? Tom- she's like, yeah. He, he when he met us at the show, he had a book, a black book that I signed, me and Tang, and had my phone number in there, and that's how me and him was in contact after I left. So when she saw that shit, she was bugging out. So all the even right. like from, we, I mean, we was in Nagano, we was in uh, Okinawa, all this shit. Now I, I was even bugging because I didn't think it was gonna be like that, but I got to do shit that I didn't do before. We we tried to go up to a ninja mountain, like where they had the history of ninjas. And it was cold as hell. It was right. snowing. We drove from the bottom of the mountain, and the further up we went, the damn roads started changing. They had like a a net thing or some shit that would, I guess, catch rocks when they were fall. We went up. We drove there like two or three hours to get up there, and the shit was closed. Wow. But it was so dope because I've seen the training shit they had up there. They still had the like yeah. souvenir shop open and stuff like that. But I got to do a lot of things. I did all that that damn. Uh, steam bath shit, uh, uh, but at the time I had one tattoo, so I had to hide that. So that was a crazy experience because when I, I did a few by myself when we was on the road, we did all them shows. But then we went to one city, I think in Nagano. All of these Japanese dudes, these all the rap dudes that was there, they was asking like, Yo, "You want to go to the steam bath and shit like that? You know, like you know, you American and shit like that. You know, you might not want to do." It. I was like, "Let's go, let's go." There's one thing I did, <laughs> right. got those shits and food. Food is food everywhere, every all at all times in Tokyo. Right. 
That I will say too. I ain't trying wow. to jump around, but I'm just giving you a picture of what it's right, right, like. Right. The last time I was there, right. I, I, I went there in 2018 because I know now. I'm like, shit, it's three o'clock in the morning. I had a little bit of bud I had saved because you can't get it like that out there. You gotta be real sneaky with it. Yeah. So I'm I'm doing yeah. that, and I'm like, I get back in the room. I'm like, yo, my room is tiny as hell too. Bed small, everything super crushed in. <laughs> I I get my feet kidding. I'm it's all over the place. So I, I'm like, yo, I got mm. some food. Remind you, you will find food at 3.30 mm. in the morning. Where it's like, you ain't thinking about like a Denny's and Waffle House. I went in this place, mm. and you'll find the weirdest places to eat. I'm walking, walking, walking. It's dark. People outside, though, I'm walking. I see, I go through this little alley, and I see some place where, okay, I know that look like food. I go in there, and mind you, I'm, I'm black walking in there. And I walk, and I had I'm guy to bend down to get in the door. I'm tall. I walk right. in there and they looking at me. Everybody staring at me. <laughs> I'm like, yeah. I sat down. Yo, you learn to be comfortable when you get there too. So you don't have to be nervous and shit like that. Because whatever you, whatever language right. you, they don't speak, you will see a menu. And if it ain't in English, there's pictures all over that shit. So you know, I'm looking at them <laughs> and I'm like, okay, you know what? I, I'm, they see me too. Big dude come in, picked up black guy. What, what you want? What you, what, I'm like, yo, give me the menu. I'm looking at it. He's like, you got English? I know you don't. But do you have one? They're like, yeah, yeah, no. I, I look. I want that. I want that. And they, I'm ordering everything at three o'clock in the morning. I want spaghetti. I want chicken wings. I want this. But then you get the, you know, I, I, it's ramen everywhere, so I get that too. You and they eat a lot of Chinese right. food in Japan too. You never, you wouldn't believe oh, that. Oh, straight up. Every 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 wow. place we went to that was dope. Was a Chinese restaurant, and these dudes like yo, they noodles wow. about it. I'm like, y'all crazy. This is crazy. That's crazy. Nah, I like Japanese. Firstly, I like Japanese food over Chinese food. I definitely don't like Chinese right, food anymore, right. but always like Japanese food though. I always did for some reason. It, it's definitely um, let me good. ask you this though. Good. How about how about let me ask you this though? How about the women over there? Are they are, do they like the black man or like how 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 are you received over there by by the Japanese uh, lady over there? They love them. Well, dude. <laughs> Through the years, I, I, since '94, since I, the first time I went, I didn't like. How do I say this? Uh, it it it's, it wasn't safe for me to say, like you know, uh, as far as my taste and how you know. It's I was there. I was young, 23 years old, and then I was just excited to be there. I wasn't even. On it like that, and then even, but right, I saw a like thing that. where it was like, but I will say even the second time I went, second time I went the '99, it was different because you got not just rap shit, you got army shit too, where the oh, people yeah. in the town, like I hung out right. with my man uh, Aesop's girlfriend, we hung out with her a lot, and she was right. like more of like a rebel, she was like a rebel because with the kid, the, the people in this in that culture. Uh, they already set up to do certain shit for family. So they expect you right. to go to school, job shit, you know, it's strictly right, strict right. everything. So she would right. tell us, you know, like, they don't want to do that family shit so much. And But, yo, I saw the difference in how the shit was hip-hop-wise, too. In 94, strict, scared to smoke weed. Second time we went, yo, everybody smoking weed. I'm talking about every kind of... I'm like, <laughs> like what happened to you last time we came here? They got low riders going right. down the street. I'm like, oh, what's this shit? Yeah, going yeah, they on? crazy with the low so, riders. Uh, you know, and, the and, and, and and the arm, the the people would tell us that, and this when women started understanding shit, 
where these army dudes and rap dudes come through these cities and towns, they go crazy. And they, right. you know, they treat these women any kind of way. And they more inclined to be like, yo, I'm not a groupie and I'm not trying to do this and that and the third. Blah, blah, blah. So they, it, it, it's different. You know, plus my brand of music isn't so built for women to come out and go to the shows and shit like that. It's always dudes, more guys geared through right. hip hop, just the four elements, all that shit. Right. So I don't, I don't right. see a lot of that. But right. when I do, I got the you. girls are traditional and they enter hip hop and they participate in it. So and uh, over the years, they understand also too from me. They respect what I'm doing because it's like they know my music ain't like that. So I don't have to have naked girls coming to the shows. If you if you want to do that shit, it's there. I've seen you can go yeah. to clubs. You can go, you can do a lot of stuff there. You know, but it is. Uh, I always tell people, even if it's not Japan, like even if it's in America or Europe, my music don't call out for that crowd, so I don't right. have to worry about it so much. Right, and that's a good thing. I didn't mean like I didn't mean like where the skis. No, I understand. And, and, I understand and, and, uh, you know all of that, but but you know just just in general. But I got you though. I, I got you. That's good. That's a good thing. It, it's, it's definitely good it's, thing. it's different. It's different. It's different. But it's more. But you'll see women that look like women from home too. Like hair, right? Uh, skin color, all that shit, all that tanning. You see all that. You see all that shit. Yeah, they crazy. That tanning, I seen that. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. Reverse, reverse I'm sure term, now doing twenty twenty is real crazy because everything is Americanized be, now around the world. So I'm sure now twenty twenty is really, really like crazy. Oh yeah, sure, I'm and, sure. and, but, I'm but sure. I would say I love um, it. But bro. another I thing I want to ask you: they up on everything, right? Right, and, and but just just like you said, speaking piggyback on what you said about the culture and the people who love the, the over there, like overseas period, Japan, Europe, wherever, it seems to be like, especially these days, more love for the, for the real hip hop culture over at these places overseas, more so than in the States, because you know, now in the States, hip hop is, is different. You know, it's all about the trap music and the, and the same shit, you know, so it's not, people don't appreciate real hip hop as much over here anymore. Uh, as opposed to probably people overseas do. So do you, do, do you find that to be true as well? And do you get a lot of love? Do you appreciate more going over there and receiving more love for the for the culture of real hip hop opposed to in the state? So how do you feel about that? Yeah, man. I mean, like since we've been going over there, and going overseas in '95 to now, uh, I would say that if I had to make a comparison, when you look at basketball. Right. <laughs> the mm-hmm. way basketball is right now. Look at your man in Dallas, wilding out. Right. All these European players right. wilding because they yep. under, they got they caught up to it. Whereas, like say, when you think about and one, and you think about all these uh, tournaments and uh, things like that, these dudes in Europe are doing the same thing because dudes in America are going there, teaching them how to do it. That's the same as in Japan. Right. Uh, a lot of the dudes you've seen in videos back in the day, my man Prince Lowe that used to dance with Special Ed, my man Buddha Stretch, uh, Khalid, my man Khalid, the only dudes that was in Mariah Carey videos that was dancing in the Remember mm-hmm. the Time video, all them dudes that was doing yeah. that to go to Japan, and they teach these motherfuckers how to dance out there. So you see a lot right. of, you, if you ever get a chance to go to a club in Japan, you see dudes dancing like, damn, this nigga, that look like home. But it's because dudes right. at home are going there and teaching them how to do it. So with the with the internet uh, over the years, 
where say where like somebody in the town that a lot of the time we would get booked early in the years would be somebody living in the town and they the dip the hip hop DJ there and they come back and forth to New York whether they bringing gear back home records they they the only dude in the town that know shit so he was right. the, he was the dude and but once the internet caught people up where you have like different websites say like uh, hip hop dot uh, was it what was that what was it uh, all uh, hip hop. Yeah, all hip hop, like you know, shit like that. Where it was like, um, yeah. now like say hip hop DX, and there's another one um, that was in right. Boston right now. It's escaping me right now, but they had a site that was like more geared for you know, like a fat beats, and that's really right. how the game changed. And when we used to, and then going there, yes, like it's funny now. Like they don't understand why we don't do the shit that. We used to do yeah. because it's yeah. like we're spoiled. We spoiled to right. all this shit. Like, and we like this. Our attention span is like you know. So when when you go to parties and do when you go to concerts and shows in Europe and in Japan, the DJs are playing shit that you like. You're gonna you're gonna hear records right. that you don't hear on the right. radio. You may you may even right. have it, it could be Jay Dilla, whatever new shit, old shit. They playing it. Right. Where you go right. to a party in New York or in your town. They playing all the radio shit that, that you don't want to hear. Right, right, right. Then you have right. to go to a specific party where a specific DJ is playing that damn underground music for you to go to and enjoy yourself. So imagine this. This is like right. we could do a 24-city tour, and every club is a DJ that's going to play all the shit you love. Every So you're never going to be bored doing this tour, even in between doing these right. shows. You're going to enjoy them. The music is going to be dope. The people are the same. You're going to meet people that are fathers bringing their sons to the club, uncles bringing their nephews to the spot, older dudes bringing their records just to sign and say that I never think I'll ever see you do a show before. This still happens today. Uh, so it's more or less in America, I have a lot of cats that ask me that same question you asked me. And before, it used to be like, it would seem like they appreciated more. And I was like, nah, B. I said, look, they love this shit even a little bit more than yeah. we do. And perfect, perfect right. example, I will say this. When I was in Japan in 2013, I was with these cats and Kanazawa. And these cats, mm-hmm. got a, they had, my man had a, a subliminal one, that's his name, he a promoter. He had a record store mm-hmm. and looked just like Fat Beats in New York. Oh, shit, the outside of the spot looked like a bodega. I was bugging out there, oh, shit. We get upstairs and he wow. just got the whole, I'm like, I walked upstairs, I was like, yo, I'm bugging right now because it's like, Instantly, I'm in New York, and he said, "Yes, I modeled my store at the Fat Beats." I'm like, "I see this right now. I see it." So I'm in wow. there with these dudes, like not not other little dudes, and these dudes is fly as hell. They got everything, bro. And mind you, they look. They don't most maybe none of them spoke English, eh? except for the Mister Blue. So he was interpreting everything. But I'm looking at them, looking at me. Cause I'm pulled out. I, that's all I wear. So they look at me and they look at my right. sneakers. They like, you better. Jordan and shit. I'm looking at them like they they look like oh, we look in the nineties when you look at album covers. Right, videos. right. And I'm and but it's not so baggy, but the gear is fly. And I'm and they asked right. me. The dude asked me in Japanese, he told my man said he asked me, Yo, why people in New York dress like how you dress no more? Like or like and I and I said to him, <laughs> telling him I said, We don't they don't even dress like y'all no more. So I understood what he meant by that. Right. And it's just like they confused. Right. Why we don't why we don't embrace this shit no more? Far as the whole thing about right, it, the, right. the look of it, the whole it's, you Everything. know. So Hip-hop. they 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 worship that. Uh, far as like the look, bro. These these these, these dudes right. got sneaker stores 
for days out there where they got all the dope sniggers that I'm I'm buying shit out there like wow they got these back home let's rock so they, they you know they see me I'm going in stores and they got polo everywhere and I'm I'm buying shit they looking at me like yo you're I'm like yeah so come on let's get a discount but it's just the fact that they they that's what they want so you don't live there so when they see you they excited these dudes promoting these shows right. promoters they they don't they, they if the shit crowded or not my man was like I'm a, like what it last time I was there he it was. Not crowded at first, and then mad people started coming because people that was there left, came back. Mad people came. They told these dudes that was there. They was like, yo, he's really there. Mad dudes come in. The promoters at first was like, yo, I don't care if they don't come. And he spoke English. You're here with me. Let's drink. <laughs> so this is, you know, most <laughs> of the time, they don't even know if he's going to show, but they really, like, it's... I, they just appreciate you go, being there. Appreciate your right, time. Right, I try to go. I try to go live on my on my phone all the time when we do shows. Just to show people at home, like this is what it is. They care about this shit more than we do. They be like, yo, this shit look crazy. I say, yeah, look more than home, don't it? Right, right. Uh, uh, let me let me ask you this to piggyback off of that. How do you feel though uh, today in time where, like we just spoke about the culture, how it's kind of lost and how over there they appreciate it more and how. The culture is kind of more lost over here in the States, but at the same time, it's bigger than ever. You know, hip-hop is like, quote-unquote, the number one genre now and all this, but but hip-hop is really lost. The culture is lost, though. You know, hip-hop is, is big right, right. and the biggest thing ever, but the real essence of hip-hop is lost. You know what I mean? The culture is lost. The, mm-hmm. the meaning of hip-hop, the elements, you know, these youngsters these days, they're doing their thing and all that and all that, but they really don't know or care anything really about hip-hop. They're just about their money and all of this and and even the culture and the and the the, the music the dress everything is lost everybody sounds mm-hmm. the same mm-hmm. where you know when we came up that was a no no you know what I mean so right. everything as far as the real culture of hip hop is lost and you coming from Jersey New York where it all originated from and where even where you're at now it's lost there you know people up in New mm-hmm. York and Jersey sound like cats from Atlanta how do you feel yeah, about this yeah. whole hip hop thing where it is now being that you're one of the you know, you 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 come from this. You know what I mean, from the cloth. How do you feel about this shit? Well, I feel like there's a lot of people that fault, you know, for a lot of this shit. When you when you talk about the kids not knowing the culture, uh, where right. like yeah, maybe so to say, maybe so to say, where we probably you know is it, like a big brother thing. We didn't yeah. do that enough, but also when you got a, a little brother that don't want to listen. It's hard to yeah, teach them anything yeah, because yeah. they don't want to. They don't want to hear right. you. So rather yeah, than exactly. taking the time to, rather than taking the time to understand that, we was older dudes was like, yo, fuck y'all, man. You know, we still competing. It's yeah. also a good thing. It's good a good thing too because it sparked a lot of shit underneath a lot of older dudes to say, you know, maybe is because with hip hop, we're the only genre of music that date our artists. Far as you know, like a pair of damn sneakers, man. If you ain't fresh out the box, right. you ain't you ain't shit. Right, right. And you ain't that's, shit. that's yeah. terrible. Yeah. Where you got to look at all these rock and roll artists get just get inducted to Hall of Fames and going yeah. to when they still eighty years, years old, old still rocking stage, having heart having heart yeah. surgery, going back on stage. What the fuck? We yeah. can't do that. We we make fun of our artists like that's older. We clown them because they not rich no more, don't yeah. have money, or not even say, you know ain't popping as much. What the fuck y'all think? This shit, you don't always, only way you're going to stay that way is if you're consistent with your music. I remember my man told me right. that at the label, L, you only as good as your last goddamn record. I heard that shit and I was like, yo, whoa, then you're right. Because even when we signed yeah. or not, 
you you yeah. have to say we have so with that we have to understand why the shit is where it's at right now because it wasn't enough teachers out there to give the message there's so much where to say well we had many teachers when we was growing up so we had X Clan, we had Brand New Band, we had had Carrots, we had all these different people to talk to Chuck D, all these different people to talk to us. It was a it was a balance. Where when I say balance, the only thing that was so much you know taken away from that, Jazzy Jeff, Fresh Prince, you know all the Vanilla Ice, Hammer, okay, that was the. But then it was it was that wackness, and then it came to the industry where we was like, okay, it ain't about us competing against these dudes. We know they're gonna do what they're gonna do. It's the label shit. It's the right. inside game. We got to get to understand because when you look at these little it, dudes, they getting their bread. They getting their bread, yo. They but getting their bread. That's the one thing they get. But also, bread look. Now. I mean, and it's and it, it, it's crazy because there's so many avenues to get bread compared to when we was out. It's almost funny to talk about it because I always equate shit to sports. When you talk about older football players that was busting their ass and was not getting no money for, it, and you look at these players now. You barely touch these dudes, and they get you know you gotta you get a flag, and they going and they playing, and and it ain't like how when we was younger. So they getting money, <laughs> right, right, right? You know they they get, right. you know they get to survive a little bit longer every week. And you right. know, look at Joe Thiedman breaking his leg; he fought for that bread. So is I look <laughs> right, at right. I equate everything to everything sports is to different. stay with. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you know this this today, I think that the younger artists maybe now thinking about it in a little bit more when you look at the verses. And the catalog of the older artists and what maybe they may be thinking like, damn, you know what? They do all recognize they sound the same and look the same, mm-hmm. dreads and tattoos and shit like that. You know, y'all don't have no originality in that, so they know y'all not gonna have no verses <laughs> back like in, right. in the future. And I think they, you know and I saying? think too, and I think too, sensei, I think too, they realize real quick the same real rappers because that's what they quick to say are old heads or y'all old niggas and right, what right. they want they want but they start realizing too they getting old too like these same rappers from five yeah. years ago now they ain't 21 they 25 or 30 now so they mm-hmm. getting older and they and, and with, with 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 when you get older comes more knowledge and maturity so they realize the right. same thing too you know what i mean so we're just so they buying houses take, and shit like that with sure. they yeah they, yeah, 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 yeah. But, but, but too, that's, that's they, they get like, you know, realize the same shit that you're not going to be young forever, too. So they realize this shit, and too. And by the time it, they figure that, I mean? it's too late. It's too late. You know what I mean? But, yeah, and, and also, to go back on what you said with, 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 with uh, different generations and what these cats do now, what they don't do, and what we did, like you said, always things change. Like the older rappers, when the 90s came in, they didn't like all the newer rappers, the gangster rap and all this, but it was still a balance there because even though you had these newer rappers coming in, they still respected and still had hip-hop, like knew what hip-hop was and who who their elders were. So even if they didn't like them or they, they were competing, they still always respected the, the elders and always gave love to the Run DMCs or the X-Clans or the, you know what I mean? I don't and, care who and, they were. And, yo, and, 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 Kumo, and Kumo D, bro. Now, even Kumo D. But now these cats don't do that. They don't even know who who, who was. They don't even care. You feel me? That's the and, and, and with and with that with that, I would, like my son. He's seventeen. He listens to everything I listen to, and it's, and I try to give him knowledge on all this stuff, and I try to make him watch Hip Hop Evolution on Netflix. Anything right. I can get my hands on, I, I let him watch Star Wars, Wild Style, B Street. And he look. He watch right. the B Street like, yo, this shit is old. I was like, yes, look, this is old New York too. I like, you walk outside, right. and sometimes you get killed. You get killed walking down the street. And he was like, what you mean? I was like, trust right. me, it was rough. And but 
also it's just the fact that this is the things that we need to do. It's funny when you watch these reaction videos. There's one one dude mm-hmm. named what's his yeah. name? Uh, my man King Guap, this little young dude. And I started watching mm-hmm. him like a year and a half ago, and I'm watching him, and I can tell he genuinely never even like he's like 17, 16. And he watches right. these videos, and he's like, "Yo, y'all gotta." You see people in the comments blacking blacking out on him. Like, yo, you need to watch this video, watch that video. And he's like, yo, y'all need to calm down. I can't watch all these shit in one day. But he would, that was the first time I seen somebody do that. I see a lot of people doing that now. But I saw him doing that. And I was like, I thought about it. Like, yo, this is really what you would have to do to kids. Like, it, like lock him in a room, in the dark, with a TV, big wide screen TV, and just play shit and, like, chain them up. Like, all the videos we can see where you, they had to do tied up with the light over their head, interrogation style, Facebook tape right. all on it. Like, you're going to sit and watch all these videos to make you understand why we be so damn mad at y'all when y'all doing this shit y'all doing. And that's what it really is. We don't know how to say that to them, but you got to say right, it like right. that. Yeah, you're going you to say when you're going to talk. It's hard to speak your mind these days because you quickly labeled as a hater. As soon as you say something exactly. that don't agree or you stand some you old hater. And that's not the case. It was you know? like that so back in the to day pick too. Like yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And I, I just think that if you say it like that to them, like you know, they don't they know you like you said, they gonna say, Oh you you hear you know, man. I like dude, I ain't saying get off my lawn, but you wanna treat my hip hop good. We set this shit up for y'all. Don't fuck it up. Because right. y'all right, right now y'all fucking it up. That's what they had to realize. It was set up for you. This is why you guys can make all of this crazy money. Now, mind you, you got different times. You got the internet. They're spoiled. You know, you got it. They got it easy now. But still, the foundation was set up and laid for you all to do what you do now and have this hip-hop, what you call hip-hop and rap and all this. And the don't diss us. Was laid. And don't diss us realize Right, you can't dis- realize that. With, with, what we, what we I did, think like, they just think this they, shit they, fell they out the sky, and they just got it. I don't, I don't think they realize right. that though. I think they just think they just doing what they doing, and it's all good. And this, this shit is like I don't know school, be like they, they gotta learn history, and sometimes cats don't want to go to school. They want to cut. They want, they want to learn shit fast. You know, cheat. And in school, you can't do that. You're gonna learn. One way or the other, you're going to have to learn what's... And two, you know, these guys don't know nothing about laws in hip-hop. All the laws are broken, so they don't... Like you said earlier about not biting. Don't sound like me. Don't look right. like me. That shit is gone. So they just... Uh, it's like, okay, that shit worked for him. Everybody it worked for him. I'm going to do it, too. That's what they, right, that's see, what the they don't realize you, The yeah, industry see, sets them up for that. They don't realize that used to get you beat up. If they, if they realize real. that... Like, that's why I'm saying you got to show them all the, the beef DVDs and all that shit like that so they can see him doing rest in peace, getting tossed off the stage. Like, why was that? Because he was yeah. black. Get off. Get out of here. They're like, oh, that was real? Like, yes, that's real. And y'all don't yeah. have that today. Y'all don't have yeah. sticky fingers fighting in the in the boxing ring with some dude right. and rep- representing hip hop. Y'all don't, none of that. Fuck around, really though. If, if really they don't get it, they don't get it quickly. But 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 they don't realize though what I'm seeing with hip hop. It's not fast, but it's happening kind of quickly to where it's gonna be almost taken away for like how how they said it was, which I don't know about before my time. But they said this happened with rock and jazz, where it was just taken away from from us. You know, they started that that culture and it was taken away, and that's kind of what's happening with hip because anybody can do hip hop now. 
And not to say yeah, anybody yeah. can do it, but but it's so you know you're what right, I mean. It's right, so like right. soon it's gonna Put be it swept up from under us, bro. You feel See, me? And, but and, everybody and can't do jazz, so they can't. Everybody no, and, can't and, and do no. jazz. And that's why jazz no. artists had to go to Europe in the same way as yeah. hip hop did. And you know what I'm saying? Yeah. With hip hop, you, I, I always get upset when I hear people who try to leave label hip hop as, I mean, I'm saying it like as just only a black thing. You know, when in, in growing up where I lived at, it was a lot of shit going on where, say, I, I started out as a b boy, you know, so it was like, a lot of Spanish dudes doing b-boy shit, like bars on the floor. Right. A lot of my black, right. a lot of the black dudes they I knew, crazy. they was they was more popping and waving popping, and doing. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. okay. So and I was the only dude in my hood where I grew up. Like I said, where I, I I was more with the Spanish dudes. But then you, I go up the hill where the projects was at, and all my all my black dudes was up there, and they was doing different shit than we were doing. I was doing with them, so I learned how to do both. Yeah. So same shit. I, I, yep. You know, and I was on the floor. I'm doing 10, 20 windmills, you know, all yeah. hands in my mouth, finger, thumb in my mouth, I'm grabbing my knees, yeah. doing all kinds of, you know. So, them same shit. didn't do that. Same shit. They didn't, they didn't do the same didn't shit. Do I grew that, up so. in, in, in California, and same thing, like, my, my even my brother, who, who was cold as fuck with it, but he was more of a popper, and all of this was cold with it. But these other cats, mm-hmm. you know, it... In Cali- L.A. is Mexicans and stuff. They were cold with, and, and Chinese dudes were cold with. The, right, right, with yeah, the, Korean, with the, Korean with dudes. Groundwork, yeah. the, the break dancing and the and the windmills and doing all this crazy shit dudes can do. They they came later mm-hmm. with it, you know what I mean? But they were the ones that were ill with all that shit, you know what I mean? With, with right. the up rock and the and the windmills, like you said, the hands and the all that crazy shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, brothers didn't have that all the time, you know what I mean? So and, and that's why I was dope to see Mr. Wave. That's why I was dope to see Mr. Yeah, Wave yeah. and B Street and New York City Breakers because yeah. he did everything. This nigga could flip. He had the ill popping shit and he did win the old smoke like a whole arsenal. Oh, we had so, somebody so, on, so, on the show for me for my asthma about what Wade was cold, man. And yeah, I was asking him about everything. that because in New York, to to you know New York really uh, too. I, I I spoke. Who was that on here? Red. I don't know who it was we had on here recently, but I asked him about Mr. Wave specifically because in New York. Really, like I said, we coming from California, and and you know it was more of a popping thing, a locking thing in Cali. Until later, they came with the breaking later, so we was kind of late with it. You know what I mean? But right. back in New York was cold, but Wave was like. So I was like, how was Wave so cold? Because that was in New York, they were doing more of the breaking shit, but Wave was just like mm-hmm. the coldest, one of the coldest poppers I ever seen. You know what I mean? And See, I, can, like, I, I, I can understand y'all. Yeah. I can understand y'all responding to that. You know what I'm saying? So. And, and yeah. it's funny, like, you know, you never know how far that we ain't know doing that shit that it would get to where it is now. That's why I love the travel part of doing this, because you, you, I've been to places where you would never fucking think it was hip hop in these towns, bro. You get to a town right. and it's straight cottages and fucking sheep and big ass dog in the front of the damn place. When you go check in the hotel, I thought he was dead, but he was huge. And we, were, I'm looking at the city, the town, and I'm like, is it really gonna be a party here tonight? And they be the main one, bro. It's popping. Yeah. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah. They getting nice. It's all. I'm like, what? So it is. It, it's not. It wasn't built to stay in New York. It was built to yeah. go everywhere. So I, right. this is the thing that I try to tell my son, like where he, I never let him watch Grant play Grand Theft Auto games. And I got him part five, and he gravitated more to the radio station shit than he did the game. 
so much that when the NWA <laughs> right. movie came, the NWA movie <laughs> right. came out, he wanted he to do that so bad. Yeah, so he, yeah, but yeah, when yeah. he watched the movie, he was hearing songs in the movie. Like, oh shit, that was in Grand Theft. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. I said, but then right. this, and this is the part about when I say not supposed to stay in New York because when he Island watched the Hip Hop Evolution and when he saw MC8 and them talking about how they didn't have no Grandmaster Flash out there to know where hip hop was because it was all funk music right. and shit until all the uh, um, Aladdin and all these Uncle dudes Jam making Park. records so. Exactly. So yeah, he yeah. saw this shit, but then he he was putting it together. So when he watched the movie, I even bought the bootleg for him so he could just study the shit. So the first thing he, he put me on, he said, "Dad, look, I want to ask you the question. Okay, well, all of these dudes in NWA, they from California. Why did they go get this dude right here with the Lakers jersey?" So at the time, he like maybe mm-hmm. fourteen, fifteen, something. And I I really sat down with that. I bet. Look, okay, because listen to him, Dre didn't he didn't sound like them niggas from home. So and they respected right. that. Because he was nice, so then yeah. I was like, you know what? Guess guess what? Now I'm gonna do this for you. I'm a, I played him King T at your own risk, but then I had mm. to show him like Molly Molly Mall from the East Coast did the remix. Yes, sir. and he's from Cali. Then he saw East, uh, Ice Cube in the video, so he's like, so it's I like see look that is a look that they had there at the time. So they all look like they down with each other, but King T is different from Ice Cube. He more yeah, lyrical. Yeah. Then I'm playing, I said, so guess yeah. what now? Guess what I'm about to do for you? So I was like, you know, okay, you see King T, right? So then I'm playing, I got it bad, y'all, and he see alcoholics. So he's like, wait, wait, wait. So what yeah. do you do? They don't look like nothing like right. the do. Like, right. this is the thing where I'm right. trying to tell you the influence and what everybody was listening to. That's why they sound like the way they do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is the thing yeah. that I, this is the thing I say that when you got older dudes not pulling their kids to the side to even explain to them when they watch and hear these older dudes like LL Cool J and and mm-hmm. when they see these verses things they get to understand like damn well why is there so many people watching this shit like you gotta do your homework now and go back and wonder yeah. why Snoop and DMX could do a battle you gotta wonder why they waiting for yeah. Rock him and yeah. Daddy Kane to do one these That's if, the one if, I'm if they don't on. have this oh if they don't have this knowledge, if they don't have this knowledge, and this is the reason why people in Europe, like you said, love it so much because they have that knowledge. And when we come there right. and they see us and you get to participate in the shit, you see the shit lighting up all in their face when you're there. So this is why you ask that question because that shit to them is like magic and they're trying to figure out why the shit is dying like that. And they see it. And we all see it too. Right. But it's enough, it's enough yeah. people still working and that's the gift of the internet. The gift of the internet is yeah. that a dude like me that came out in 94 still eat today in 2020 right. because of the internet. Because these people now, instead of going to a fan club, or they can talk to you now. Anybody on their own. They ain't got to go through right. nobody to talk to you. They, you know, they can right. do Direct. features Direct with you. No they, can do, they can do any, Look at this, what we're doing right now. They, do, they can do interviews yep. with yep. you, but they're not going through a manager or going through a label. So if we had this back right. in the day, we would. there would probably be a lot of labels that wouldn't have been around. Oh yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. That that's that's the good thing. Like you said, it's a good and a bad, and it's a it's a pro and a con with with everything. And yeah. Definitely, the internet is the medium for all of this. You know what I mean? Because with the internet, even though it makes it one way, on the flip side, you can go and find the music you want to find. You can go find your artists. You can yeah, yeah. connect with them directly and make it all come together. You know what I mean? So it's a beautiful thing. It's it's a beautiful thing. Uh, let me ask you this too. Um. Um, speaking on the things you're doing now with the merch, like you're doing that crazy, like, again, this is a perfect tool with the Internet and how you can 
connect and you you've taken that to another level uh you know especially with this pandemic thing that that that's a great way right, for right. you to still you know eating all this when did you start taking that mm-hmm. really serious and connecting with the fans when you got the merch really popping off and you're able to still still embody the artifacts and keep that name alive and all that with the merch and all that you do with that because you're crazy with the merch i see well I, I always did merch with the group even back in the day i just didn't, i wasn't doing it full on like that um i would say maybe when i went solo in 98 and i started doing my own records i started knowing that you know i had to remind people who i still was from the group so i would even though i was solo i would still do t-shirts for all my singles and i would go to fat beast and put them in the stores i would you know if i would go to cali i would put them in the stores out there um you know ship stuff ship stuff out and then that was when i was okay i always got to keep merch and I always was making CDs and cassettes and stuff like that to put in the store to take with me. And then with the internet, with I would say more or less with um, Instagram, I would say with, when that came about, um, I started like really like thinking about you know the website. And everybody was you know everybody had a site, so I was like, okay, mm-hmm. and how can I do this? Because even when you're looking at a site, you're still not talking to nobody. You're still not right. able to communicate with the, with the site. You only can look at it. So being that I didn't have a site, I started thinking about it in a way where I was, like I said, I always did the T-shirts. I always had those. And when I started doing the hoodies and the scullies and stuff like that, I started saying, like, okay, maybe I'm not going to be afraid to put my information up on here because technically – Nobody can hack into my PayPal account or anything like that. So, right. you know, early, early, I just started, you know, let me put this up. Hit my, hit my PayPal address. You want something? Yeah, I mean, I was doing this like five, six years ago. And the shirts was right. cool. You know, I, I was you know, I was doing stuff like going to Manhattan and going to like a store and buying like all the different colors and different sizes. And, and then I started, stop, I stopped doing that. And I started ordering the shirts. And started taking mm-hmm. pride, taking pride in the shirts because I wear them. So I want them to feel good on me just as much as I want because I know what they're gonna feel like if I'm selling it to other people. So right. I started getting, once I started seeing the turnaround. I ain't gonna lie. The first time I did the hoodies and the t-shirts together, I blew the money because I said, "Oh shit, it worked." <laughs> but then I, I spent right. the money, and I was like, "Oh, because I have stuff to do." So I said, "Okay, the next round." I'm not going to spend money. And I did a little system for myself. Reinvest it. Where if I, right. where if I sell, because like, uh, the thing you also learn doing this, everybody's not, of course, don't like shopping online. Everybody don't trust the mm-hmm. internet when it comes to spending bread. Mm-hmm. So I always, I always say like, okay, I'll sell it on Instagram, but then people that I know that live around me or sometimes people that are close, they're like, yo, can I meet you somewhere? I'm like, yeah, you can meet me right at the damn firehouse on the corner <laughs> of the street dead. Or somewhere, right. you know, but then, the more the Instagram was popping, the more people started taking it seriously where it was like, okay, you know, they could talk to me. And I'm like, you know, mm-hmm. and then I eventually got a merch page. But even with that, I could, I got the damn address right on the top of my bio and my Instagram. But because people can talk to me, they more they more liable to DM me the order. Because, I, like I said, I, I, I had to get the page, but people more than hit me on the Instagram than they do on the page. Because, like, now mm-hmm. they figured, like, oh, shit, okay, I can talk to him on That's a direct. I can, I can check. 
because even if they looking at the merch page, I'm like, yo, look, I got stuff on my Instagram page that's not on the merch page. So it's different colors mm-hmm. on here. So you, they more they will more do the Instagram. So the thing I figured out too, also when you look at this shit now, especially with like you said, with do with the pandemic, you got a lot of ads going on on Instagram where you see that one white dude where he got that crazy haircut and he's at a party mm-hmm. like he a DJ or something like that, and he had like a pool party. He got all these people he popular as hell. And he's telling you, like, you can sell your merch, too. You ain't got to do the inventory. You know, you can do the one-off. Thing, blah, blah, blah. I tell everybody, don't believe that shit. Because everybody ain't as popular as that dude is in that video. To think that they can sell mm-hmm. that many, that much merch, where you think you that exclusive, where you can just tell people to go onto your site. You need inventory. And I'm going to say this. Y'all hear right. me right now on this radio. Y'all need inventory. You ain't got to have 10,000 shirts, but give yourself something. But you got to have, have shit on that. Yeah, I'm learning that. Yes, too. I'm learning that too because we're really doing the merch. At least two dozen. Got to be ready. Yeah, man, you got two yeah. dozen because like you got you a lot of time. You are gonna run into somebody that don't shop online. They are gonna talk to you like, so if you tell me you got shirts, you got something right now? Could I buy one? If you tell them no, and you say go to Teesprings and order my shit right there, it's gonna take five to seven days for them to make it. Then it's three to five days right. for them to send it to you. Well, you can just have it and just say, yo, I'll be right back. I'm gonna run upstairs. Or I'll mail it to you, and you talk to them on your DM. It's easy because all you all that you're doing is when you go to that dude shit, when you go to his Shopify account, and when you go to check out, it's going where it's going straight to your damn PayPal. So why would you not right. put your own thing? Why would you pay Shopify? I'm not saying you shouldn't, but for me, why would I pay Shopify to be the middleman when I can put up my own shit? Cause they're not cracking in my shit, so I'm controlling right. it. So I'm only what I'm paying Shopify thirty five dollars a month just for them to sell my stuff when people are not even talking to me on there either. And say if you don't sell stuff like that, so you're still paying thirty five dollars a month just to keep the page going. Mm. So people need to be mm. smart when they do this because you know you need to have inventory if you're not as big of a seller as a lot of these people. And and the thing I tell them is like get a good design, get a good design because that will help you. And get uh, you know a lot of people try to cut corners and do the heat transfer. Yo, do the screens. Spend your invest your money. And you can do the uh, direct garment too. But whoever you're working with, they have to know what they're doing. Because a lot of people right, are getting right. got right now. A lot of people who that's buying merch is getting cheated out of these stuff. A lot of people not getting their orders in time. And I do I do the, the, the mail the, the uh, post office. So if I if, if you in Jersey. And you order something from me, and, and I'm in Jersey too. Yo, if I send it to the, today at three o'clock in the afternoon, you're getting it tomorrow afternoon. If you live in mm. New York and you order from you order from me, if I put it in the mail, you're gonna get it in two days. Depending if you're in Boston, you're going two or three days. It's an average everywhere across the country. California average two to three days. It's just a little bit more money because it's going to the West Coast. Right. But people, you know, they have to understand that these. Companies like Shopify, therefore, if you want to be lazy, if you don't want to mm. sit there and do all that work, going to the post office and buying packages and buying boxes, and if you don't want to do that and be lazy, yeah, they'll do it for you. But if you don't want to be lazy and be smart and invest in yourself, you'll do all the stuff I'm saying because then once it starts working for you, you'll be like, damn, he was right. I don't have to pay Shopify to do this shit. And you'll see how fun it mm-hmm. is because you'll you'll see the 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 shit happening, not them. Right. And you're still paying them thirty five dollars. Right. 
Yeah, yeah, you got to do it yourself. That's, yeah, yeah. I'm glad you spoke on all that because, like I said, we're we're in the business of trying to make our things happen over here as well, and you know we're learning the ins and outs. You know what I mean? But it's definitely better. Yeah, man. If y'all need any help, own, that's why we're creating like this website and all that. Um, mm-hmm. I'll definitely be talking to you, man, on the side, man. I, pre- I appreciate all that though, mm-hmm. for real. Um, but I see you doing your thing over there, man. Uh, real proud of you, homie. And then uh, you got a lot of stuff. Thank you, man. And I see you keep it classic and authentic. And that's another thing I want to ask you about. The artifacts, not only the the group and the the whole get down and the origins of artifacts, but I know you guys come from the culture again, and one of the elements of the culture is graffiti, and I know you guys really yes. did that because it's really in your raps. You know, as soon as I hear <laughs> two or three bars, we're already talking about the, the the caps and the and the cans and the, you know all of that. So I know how you get down. Mm-hmm. Then I see the some of your tags and how you even on your shirts and all that. You got the tags on there. You know, I, I did graffiti as well, so. Tell us about the, some of the origins of artifacts and how you guys used to get down with the graffiti and all that. How well, you incorporate um, that with what you went through? Yeah, definitely. Um, I will say, I'm going to give y'all a, a little fact. Um, we have ties with uh, Brand Nubian, and early on, even when they were doing their first album, when uh, One for All was out, we was out with around with, around them. Um, we went to a show that they had in, in, in Harlem. Uh, we met them, uh, we talked to them, gave them my phone number, we connected with them, um, and we finally went to, we was at Sadat's crib, which is maybe like 93, 92, 93, and that, the version that you hear on that record that you played earlier is not the, the original version. Uh, Lord Jamar produced the original version, which you can hear on YouTube, is just putting the wrong side of the track's demo, Lord Jamar. Uh, we actually pressed it on vinyl uh, last year on our Lost Files uh, album um, where we had all the demo songs, but we recorded that. Jamar wrote the hook for Wrong Side of the Tracks. The way you hear me saying it, Jamar wrote it that way. Mm-hmm. The reason why the reason why we couldn't put the record out the way he did had it because it was a James Brown sample and we couldn't clear the sample. So the way you hear okay. it today is, again, we did that record with, with T. Ray, so we couldn't do a lot of things as far as like, you know, changing around, you know, and getting Jamar to do it again. So we just went with the one we had. Uh, we did, Jamar asked okay. us what was it that we were trying to do and portray and our music if we was coming out, you know, today. And we told him, you know, we do graffiti, we into B-boy shit, you know, like, so he's like, so why don't y'all just make a song about that? And we sat down and we wrote Wrong Side of the Tracks. And his and so that's crib, the way you hear them words, but we just put it on a on a different beat. And 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 artifacts mm-hmm. group tame one is the focal member of only the two of us that was prevalent in hip hop as far as graffiti, because he was able to work with dudes in New York. I I I know he was in the yards. I was doing it too, but not as much as Tame because my father was not trying to have me outside doing shit on walls. So he was strict on me with that, but I, I was into it and still today. So that record, when we put that out, uh, was pretty much all of the whole album was pretty much everything that we ever wanted to say and do on the record through all the years that we came up, even me getting to be with Tame. And we started doing these demos and we was together for maybe like two or three years only and we started doing all this stuff and until we went up to Stretch and Barbito and had our freestyle session there and that's what got us the deal on Atlantic on Big Beat 
And even when we came to them, they was like, you know, we wanted to play them the demo. It was like, nah, man, we heard y'all freestyle. That's enough. So we just got to get y'all some producers. And when we did that song and we did it over again and we had the listening party for the uh, magazines that had to make the write-ups and everything. And we got to that song and they played that song like eight times in that room. And, they, and I looked at the label people and they was like, okay, well, that's the single. You know, and it was a record that wasn't, a, no, you know, anthem. It wasn't no, you know, it was about graffiti. Right. And we right. didn't care Straight if up. it was, you know, <laughs> if it was going to work or not. You know what I'm saying? We was like, fuck that, yo. Right. They like it. Let's put the shit out. And we didn't right. know that this record, we didn't know this record. And even in L.A., man, I've run into a lot of yeah. people out there, you know, where it's like, I, when we first went there, I was nervous because we from where we from and, you know, too, I had to watch out what I was wearing because they yeah, y'all got love in on. L.A. You know, the y'all see, got that's what I'm saying. Like, I mean, some people even we didn't have no idea, right? I, that's what I'm saying. That record, we didn't know that record would touch so many dudes like that. Whereas, like, still to this day, I go there. I did a show with this young cat. I mean, they just brought me on stage. They found out I was there. But after I got off stage, I did two songs. And I did wrong side, and I got off, and this SA dude came up to me. I mean, he had the whole look, bro. I mean, like, the mustache, everything. And he right. came up to me and said, yo, I just want to tell you this. I, we, we used to go pay into that record, man, and we used to play that shit forever. He yeah. said, I just want to let you know yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? I'm looking at him like, are you fucking serious? I said, because, like, you know, yeah. you never know, B. Like, we made these records just in part for ourselves to right. see what we sound like, add our two cents, and be a superhero in hip-hop. And join the fucking club and all the people that you ever listened to. And now you're part of it. That's the only thing we were doing it for. It was, we didn't right, think about right. no money, you know, none of that. And we just, right. you know, was happy that we knew that it was people out there that cared about that record enough that the label had to pay attention to. Where we can still, I'm never going to be ashamed to do that song. You know how the boy Cisco hate doing thong song? You call me out at 80 years old. I'll be right out there talking about some, all the fast from the wrong side of the trail all day. Let's That's go. Right. I'm That's I'm right. very proud hey, of that uh, record. I'm proud of it. That boy, as you should. As you should. Hey, uh, uh, Sensei, before we continue, let me go to the, uh, take a couple callers right quick. There's a couple people out there want to holler at you, man. So let me go to the phone line yeah, no right doubt. quick if you don't mind. All right, okay. all right. 818. Caller, hello. You're live hey, on the yo. What's hey, going hey. on, Chino? What up? What up? It's your boy, Prince Ice. I'm, I'm, I'm breaking it what down up, again, man. What's going on, chap? How you feeling? All love, it's, man. It's my All man love. from the Artifact. Yo, good, yo. You, you know, you know we met many years. Okay. I met you the first time when you were in San Bruno signing autographs. And I gave you guys my record when we were at Ultrasound in San Bruno. Remember Jan Boogie? Jan yeah. Norwood. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Girl. Jennifer, Jennifer, Jennifer. Yeah, yeah, she's down, huh? Yeah. I remember. So she was part of our wake-up show, too, for a lot uh-huh. of years. And you guys killed it on the freestyles every time you showed up. But I just wanted to shout out and just call in and say what's up, man, because, you know, you you... And there's a few heads, and you know, G. Lou always got the dope ones on there, man, that represent real <laughs> hip hop. And yeah, I, I just wanted you to say, up, man. yo, from Thanks. the wrong side of the track, you know what I'm saying? To come on with the get down, to mm. everything, even the track you did with the Nubian Crackers, dude. 
Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to hear it? Yes, indeed. Oh, wow. Yes, indeed, man. Yeah, there, yeah. That, 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 <laughs> yo, I still plan in joints, dude. Whenever I do my lives hey. on, you know, uh-huh. on on yeah. Facebook and Twitch, dude, I'm always banging them joints, dude. I just want well, to say see, thank look, you, Well, see, look, that's, that's, that's why I'm doing this interview today, because of shit like that. And I appreciate you. I'm glad you even just brought Jennifer's name up, because she was the main person that helped us a lot in the beginning. I know. And I, and I, still, I still talk to her today. You know, and, and, and I work at Universal Music Group now, and she works at Republic, so I still get to see her every now and then. But she's been okay, family okay. for years. So just want to, you know, but, but I don't know if you remember. Remember the Orange record? I gave you guys one when you guys were over there signing autographs. I was like, yo. No, nah, yeah, I remember. I, yo, trust me. Everything about that first trip with Jennifer, I remember everything. I remember she took us to all the schools, so I definitely remember coming to, out there. Absolutely, man. I just want to reach out, man. Just say what's up, dude, and, and no give give luck to my man G. Lou. Give love to you, man. Say, yeah, just yeah. keep doing it, man, because hip hop needs you, man. Yeah, I, I need y'all. I appreciate you. It's for real, dude. So you guys go continue. I just want to give my blessings and love, and just say what's up to everybody, man. Queen, no I ain't forgot about you either. Here. Okay, thank <laughs> you. How you doing? <laughs> I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I, you know, I feel like I'm always busting down the show when I call in, dude. You all got all the <laughs> nah, famous love. guys. We love to hear you. We oh, love to hear yeah. you. All, all the hip-hop people, I'm like, man, I got to call in. Jeff be telling me, bring me on. <laughs> you know who we got today, right? And I'm like, oh, man, I'm in. Just let me just say what's up to everybody, dude. So God bless. Keep doing your thing. I appreciate everything. And, you know, just love and blessings to everybody, man. Same to you, bro. Love to thank you, too. Thank you. Much love, Prince. Always. You got it, yeah. man. Always. Peace. Peace. Peace That's out. That's my guy right there, man. Peace. DJ yeah. Prince. Prince, I always sure. support. Uh, uh, yeah, always, man. And he does his thing, too. Check him out. Follow him, DJ uh-huh. Prince. Uh, he goes live and does a cold DJ set, man. He's always just yeah. just keeping the culture alive, man. So shout out to the homies. Yeah. Up, man. Much love. Yeah. Shout out, uh, shout out also to Jeff Kwan, man, BTP Media Group, who made it happen tonight. Shout out to my homeboy mm-hmm. Jeff, man. Um, great guy as well, man. And shout out to my my sponsors as well. Ninety three point Tweed FM Ism every Thursday night. The After Six Cruise Mix Tweed Cadillac. Also shout out to D.D. Harrison as well. And once again, BTP Media Group, Westside Car Club, and Ladies of Football League as well. Got to shout out to our sponsors as well. And the uh, Conversations in the Hookah Lounge. All new episode tomorrow night on the YouTube page. Uh, the G Lu Show yes. YouTube page with Queen G and D.D. Harrison, all new episode tomorrow night. Make sure you tuned in as well. So, um, 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 Sensei, so, so, okay, we talked about everything, you know, we, we, we man, this, we could talk all night. I could talk all night to you, man. Word up. You just got stories, <laughs> you know, but, uh, you know, but let's get down to nitty gritty. We got, we got, some, we got a few minutes left, but just tell them, um, um yeah. what's going on right now. I know the pandemic is on and kind of everything is on hold and everything but what's going on i know you got the merch and all that but let them know what's going on right now with uh sensei i know you're solo but you know the whole group or what what, what do we have to look for here coming up in the near future or even right now that the people need to know about that need to get tapped into right, well, the biggest thing i can tell y'all right now with artifacts is that we have a new album coming out very soon i would say now in 2021 <laughs> So uh, okay. the whole album is the whole album produced by Buckwild DITC. 
And mm. y'all know the music we've done. We, we've done okay. music with him okay. in the past. Okay. So we got 10, 10 joints produced by Buck. Um, I can tell y'all the guest appearances are limited. So we only got Rathcast on one joint, and we got my man Afro uh, on the uh, joint, too. Got my man so Rathcast? That's, that's, oh, yeah. That's, that's Rathcast. We had to put him in there because we, we started with him Carson in the in past. The exactly. Yes, indeed. So uh, this album will be it's about to be actually mixed next week. We go to the studio and mix uh, the album. Um, me and Sadat X, we put out an album last year called XL together. So if nobody heard of that, you can go online on any store, online store, and pick up XL. 22 joints, 22 bangers on there. We're about to start working on double XL right now. Um, I got like four four albums that I got coming out. Uh, with a producer uh, immediately right now, my man Tony Galvin. He's in Atlanta. I'm going there next week to shoot like four videos for the album. Um, so I got a gang of stuff coming. Anybody that's hearing me in the sound of my voice right now, you can follow me on Instagram. The name on there is Sensei from NJ, S E N S E I from NJ, New Jersey. You can follow me on there and you can find out anything music wise that's there. Anything merch, you can hit me there. But like I said, immediately, Artifacts will have an album merch. out in 2021. Oh, no, definitely. We're going we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna to talk after all this over. Okay, for sure, for sure. Um, yeah, so everybody follow him right now and get you, because he has the merch popping, man. You can get the merch. He has all the merch over there. And they can get caught up with the music as well. Like you just said, you got so much music out that people probably don't even know. So uh, you can get caught yeah, up with just... the music and some of the you know, so they yeah, they need to get tapped in all that. Yeah, yeah I would say YouTube most if, if y'all want to check, yeah, if, if, I would say if anything, if y'all want to sit here, any music, see any videos, all you got to do is put in Elder Sensei on YouTube and a whole bunch of stuff will come up. I've been oh, I've been God. very busy over the years since Artifacts and since uh, Solo Artists and getting back with Artifacts. So um, I'm just uh, proud to still be working uh, in this time, uh, in all the different times and eras that I've artifacts have been through, myself and Tane, right. uh, I want to send a big rest in peace shout out to DJ Chaos, our DJ that we had. Uh, he passed away last year, and we're gonna dedicate this album to him. Um, this album is is not even saying because I'm on it or anything because it's us, but it's it's hopefully something that everybody been waiting for. It's been 20 years plus since we put out our, our last album. Uh, so yeah, right. it, it's definitely time. It's time, and and it's a good climate for it. You know, everybody's gonna be right. home, so we'll we'll put the single right. out maybe uh, toward the holidays and put the album out at the beginning of the year, the 2021. Mm-hmm. That part. Rest in peace to chaos. Rest and, um, in power. Also, yeah. man, I want to give mm-hmm. a rest in power to the homie, man. I just got this word over the wire, man, and it's going viral. Yo, right now. Be, everybody yo, just that's heard crazy. Like, a man from. Black Panther, man, that's Chadwick. crazy. Forty-three years Chadwick old. Yeah. Wow, yeah, that's, that's fucking crazy. Sad. That wow. was sad news. That, 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 that blew me away you, right there. Yeah, you would have never known What's that up, he point? was suffering the way he played that role in uh, Black Panther. You just right. never know that, no you know. I had no idea. Yeah, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't. I had no yeah. This is my first time cancer? hearing. Yeah. Colon cancer. Yeah. Yeah, oh, colon cancer. He died today. Forty-three years old. I had no idea. I had no idea. Yeah, they just put it out like about an hour ago. I mean, we knew he was sick by the way he looked, but nobody knew what was wrong with him. Yeah, yeah, Yeah. right, right, dude. That's crazy, crazy. 
Life's short. Yeah, man. Make so it count every day. 2020, man. man 2020 is going to be the year of the asterisk, man. Oh, For real. This is the year of the asterisk. Yeah, 2020 is going to go down in history of one of the coldest years ever. I mean, so much has happened, and it's steadily, steadily happening every day, like, 2020. I don't know. I don't know what how much more we could take in 2020, man. This has been the craziest year ever, man. Ever. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna say this before I go. Yeah. This was supposed to be I'm the year of this vision, before. but it's it's, it's yeah, man. Go ahead, bro. It's, it's, no, if this is the year. I, actually, I've said this even when we when this virus popped up. Once all this stuff started happening, I said, you know what? There's a lot of ways you can look at this, but. This is a year of cleansing, man. Like, if you yeah. notice, everything that's wrong is being uprooted right now from racism to this president yeah. to everybody. Yeah. This virus is, is really showing us that you know, like, as, as, a, as, a, as a people right now, I mean, like, I ain't even just talking about black people, as people, period. This shit yeah. is showing you that you really have to take care of yourself in a whole yeah. different way than, especially us as black people. We got to change everything about how we eat, how people go yeah. about their with their way of life, because this is the virus is exposing all of us in a way where you never thought that that shit could bust your ass like that. And I've seen how it right. looks when they take the your lungs out of your chest from that, and it just looked like it's on fire. It looked like it just yeah. got on burnt in a with a flame torch. So this is going to show everybody that maybe with the way we've been going about things gotta be different and i'm talking about everything like we gotta talk to these little dudes like yo real y'all out here on these streets like this i can understand y'all looting and shit like that but everything else about what y'all doing this shit gotta change because now we're trying to really get these cops to understand that you know y'all gotta act a certain way ben's supposed to act a certain way and he and we all know every cop that we gotta unhealthy but but and two, I'm glad you said it because listen, listen to this. I mean, with so many of the police killings and it's terrible, and it's unjust and it's uncalled for. But mm-hmm. we have to somehow start teaching. I don't know, maybe the younger could how to deal with these police. You know what I mean? Because me yeah, and you, I, can't I've been dealing them. with these police since I was a kid. I, I know how they do yes. it, what they gonna do to you, how they gonna get down. Maybe everybody don't know that, so you gotta know how to deal with these police because they will shoot yeah. you. They will. De- they will do you bad. You know what I mean? So you have to know how to deal with these police before these things happen. And, it's, of course, it's bad and it's terrible, but we got to know how to deal with this in the first place in order for, for these things not to happen because we got to know yeah, these man, police will say, do dirty. You feel me? You can't put yourself in a position. And, and this is the, you, you are so right because I say this shit all the time. Don't give them a reason to put you in a position Please. that you do not want to be right. in because as much as you may be mad yeah. at the shit right now that he's doing – you want to go home. You want to yeah, go home. Yeah, you got to be smart. You got to just. Because you can't you just, stop. They're going to still kill you. They're going to still beat you. This shit ain't going to just. This shit is going to no, continue on. Gonna, so we have to go about how we how we deal with these situations and able to go home because we could Black Lives Matter all we want, protest, all yes, this. This shit yeah, is not going to be. It's not going to stop. If they're in a position that they feel threatened or whatever, they will still shoot you, they will still beat you. Whatever the case, and nine times out of ten, they, they just, gonna have they the backing. They be up. They, they scared. That's what I said. They they intimidated by the black man, minority. Yeah. Period. You know what I mean? And most of these and, new and cops I, that they, they hire, they just they're not from where we're from. And, and and I'm gonna say this too. I said this before because it's now don't have nothing to do with football. I had a lot of reasons to to not like what Kaepernick was doing because I was a 49er fan. 
So on the football side of things, I felt a certain way. I will still say this. I get where he's coming from with that. But if the, from the time he started kneeling, you know, if he was still playing, we would be kneeling for, we're going to be kneeling for a long time until them motherfuckers change how the way they do this shit. Where when you go to all these different countries, bro, I go to these different countries, man. They don't have guns. You go to Japan, right, the right. cops don't even have guns. These niggas got batons. They will whoop your ass. Yeah. They will whoop your ass with that stick. But they not doing shit we doing. No crime like that. So when you got all these guns and you got everybody, and, I mean, it's just like we're always going to be mad when we get pulled over because we know you ain't do shit. But it's just at the same time, it's like, yo, right. just like, you know, don't even, I ain't even saying do what he say, but they know they got us on the but fucking Don't give ball. them a reason. You got to know how to. Yes, don't, 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 don't give them a reason to be scared to, to down, shoot you. But it's about how to conduct yourself, period. It ain't about, you don't yes. got to be about backing down and all that. It's just about how to conduct yourself with these officers, man, because you got to know how they think is differently. They're not thinking how you think. They and, want, and they want they you will to do they so you on. They, Dude, I'll I tell, tell you some shit like this. I'm going to tell you this for real. I remember one time, man, my people, me, my man, Chaos, and my producer, and my man was white. He driving, and, and there was another white dude in the car. We in the hood where I live, where I from, where I'm from, where like you know we only picking up bud. But then somehow I don't know where these motherfuckers came from, but they swooped down on us, and they got us all out the car. We all got our hands on the car, and this is the shit that they say, where it's like you know we out there, and one dude looked like he looking at me. He's like, Yo, don't I know you from somewhere? So I'm standing there looking at him. He's like, yo, oh, I do know you. He's like, yo, you be rhyming, right? So this is the shit that I said. Yo, you know what? You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, yo kick a freestyle for me. Really? Mm. Mm. See, this, and I straight told my man straight up. My hands on the car. Like, see, shit like that, you saying? My style ain't free, homie. And right. And other cops bust out. They, they bust out laughing. But then there's also shit mm. like where I'm standing in front of my house. I go in my backyard. I'm in my backyard chilling. I'm taking pictures around the, by my house and on the corner. And I go in the backyard. I'm sitting there and just, you know, looking at the pictures I just took, still taking more. I see the cop in the other backyard. I don't know what he's doing, but he's like, he's looking for something. I'm looking for somebody. And he's looking at me. I'm looking at him. He comes into my backyard. And he's like, so, um, you live here? Like, yeah. But because I hmm. know what's getting ready to happen. He said, I know what's about to happen. I'm not even bugging. I'm like, okay, what's, so what's what's going on? Oh, we um uh, looking for somebody, you know, like, uh, okay, so it's not me. I live here. So he's like, can right. we walk out into the front? We can walk out into the front and, and uh, to the street. So, yeah, we go out, you know. But then he's, like, all close up on me. So I'm like, you know, you can relax because this is really where I live at. So you can just calm down. Right. So all the other cops, all the other cops come. So I'm calm. Because I know, you know, I ain't do nothing. So he's right, like, so right. uh, you, you said you live here. I said, look, if you don't believe me right now, I'm going to tell you what I was doing. When you caught me in my backyard, I was taking pictures back there because I got this hoodie on. I'm about to sell it. So I'm taking a picture. And if you want to see the pictures, I can show you. And furthermore, when you go to the detail button right here, you see that? Look what time. It show you where I was taking the picture. Now this picture, I was on the corner right here. I was across the street. I was here, and then you in the backyard. So the time frame show you how many pictures I took. So I don't know what y'all been doing in the last ten minutes. I've been doing that, but you wound up in the backyard to see me in my backyard. So 
yeah, I live here. So all the other cops standing there, he's still questioning. And I got two cats that be in my backyard. They coming up to me all on my feet and shit like that. So you still don't believe it? <laughs> so so right. after a while, he had to really, like, just had to leave. Because after I showed I gave him my I right. do, I gave him everything I had on my pocket just so he could see. But that's what I had to do. But that's what you got to do, though. Because I knew he was going to get Because he's getting a certain yes. I'm like, yo, you And as soon as you make them uncomfortable, that's what they want. You know what I mean? And you're going to give them a reason to act out. You know what I mean? So it's just a way you have to know how to conduct yourself. Period. You know what I mean? And that's maybe what some of these things terrible. You got to do all of that. Yeah, yeah. But but it's something you have to do just to, just like you said, make sure you make it home safe, homie. You know what I mean? And, I'm and, home, and I'm already you, home. You know what I'm saying? Period. That part. That part. So this is just something we have to know going forward that we have to maybe show or teach, you know what I mean, these people uh, or people that deal with the police because you just have to know how to deal with them in a certain and, way, man, and, because it's just – And the police got to learn how to deal with us. stacked against us, bro. But, but the shit yeah. is what it is, and it's on first because the now the police – now more and more the police that they hire and come out are just youngsters and 18, 19, mm-hmm. fresh – and they don't know anything about the areas that they put them in with in these ghettos. They come from somewhere else. You know what I mean? So they're already yeah. intimidated, scared, or they hot, or they want to prove themselves. So either way, it's going to be bad. You understand? So we have to know how to conduct ourselves to deal with these people, these police, man, in order to make it home. And, and so they, that's what they, I think we they need have to start to do doing it. moving forward. Protests, they got to do a lot more gotta, on their end. come to some common ground. Yeah, they, they got to do a lot they, more on their end, too. They got to do gotta, new gotta, training. They got to do different training, man. They got to train these police differently than what they've been doing. You know what I mean? They have to. Gotta do. I think that's what, that's what, that's what we got we to gotta push forward to getting the common ground with that. And how the police, we got to get a common ground with the police department and what they're doing, opposed to we can do all the protests and all the shit we want. That don't mean nothing because they ain't, they don't look they at that stop. that way. It's even though the NBA yeah. and doing all this, they don't care about that. You know what I mean? No, it, no. So it's like we that's got, not gonna, we that's not gonna out, stop anything. That's not gonna stop shit. Because I'll tell you I'll tell you what these kids these just, kids couldn't do. What these kids couldn't do right now and because it's immediate if you if you about to be eighteen or you eighteen now you better take your ass to somewhere to register today. Because what we what these dudes can do and I've said this even when Kaepernick did what he did. If he had a heart enough to go to all of these even right now, let's say F that. All these different cities, all these different teams, all of these big, yo, when they show the picture of Jim Brown and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and, you know, all of these sports figures from back in the day in the room, when you look at how they look when they came in the room, that's why they were so imposing. People was like, damn, like these big dude, big dude, big dude. So these big dudes that's in these leagues, if the only thing that they, the most thing that they can do, if they want to talk to these kids to, to make a change, how about y'all go down, set up a day in every city for every team? Because we can't do it now because of the virus, but it still can be set up virtually. Convince these right. people that they could go somewhere to meet up to make to get registered so they can vote. And then you have to go to City Hall and you have to start demanding certain things because it all starts in your damn neighborhood. Because where I live at, when you see little fat ass... Like they need the education because that's what we're not doing, and the people always feel that it don't matter. So, you know what I mean? Or they don't know enough to know that things matter. So, so the you black that's why it. the black community to this day are the wor- are in the worst shape, 
and not like the white community because the black communities don't go to the meetings or the town hall meetings or demand shit mm-hmm. in their communities. Even the ground, the, the the road work, none of that. The roads are tore up because the people don't go and demand that they fix it. So these are the things, but we're miseducated and ignorant on that part to where most of the black communities don't do that. And it's not cool to They do don't want to vote. They, 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 think I, they think their vote they don't, don't mean vote nothing. None of that. I, so that's where it's I'm going to tell you, though. and I know we got to probably go, and I'm going to just say this. A, a perfect example of not voting is when you, you fat boy Christie, that's how we got him. Because everybody was content yeah. when we got 2008. And when 2010, you still have to fucking vote in your cities and towns. And we didn't do that. And that's how Fat Boy Christie got in. And he fucked shit up. And we had a kid. And he had to get voted. But it just didn't, didn't even have to happen. It's just that you have to pay attention and know that if you don't go do certain stuff in your city and your, your, your state, a lot of people will get slid right in and will fuck your shit up. And that's, that's what happened. In New Jersey, we, we have that. We have the highest taxes in the country in New Jersey, and that's the truth. Mm-hmm. And I and that's not, and I've been for years. Governor Whitman, all these people come through here, and right now we got a good dude. You know he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. But over the years, you know because people don't vote and they think that that shit ain't gonna matter. Take, don't take your ass to go and, vote. And this not year. O- and not only that we don't vote, it, we don't vote. Period. But but they'll vote like you said when Obama. They'll come out for that, but. Again, the people don't know how to vote and who to vote for. Like, even say, let me say this, like, even in the communities or the lower levels of the voting, like, even the people that's going to go vote now, the, the majority, say even just the black community, mm-hmm. they're going to vote for the presidency thing. But they don't know about the, 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 the lower levels of the voting. The whole that line. The whole, whole line. That whole line. And, it's not, <laughs> and again, it's not their fault because they don't know. But, like, even me, like, I'm going to say, for instance, even me, when I started really voting, because a long time I couldn't vote, you know, it, it, but when I started getting into it, you don't know. You don't even know the 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 basics about what's going on. Like you'll go to, to the voting poll and just know, okay, if you're a Democrat or you're a Republican, I'm just gonna vote mm-hmm. all Democrat and all these people. You don't even know who the people are in the, in the communities that you really need to be voting for. You just know the press like Obama. I'm gonna vote for Obama, and then the rest, I'm gonna just vote Democrat. But you don't know even who is who. So it, it has to start mm-hmm. where we have to start knowing who are the people we 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 are voting for. A lot of times you don't even research. know. Yeah, and, but that's you know, where, but it comes, like you said, research and that's when, and that's getting involved in your in your city in your town. That's yeah. where it starts. Because a lot of the guys yeah. that we have, right, my man Ras Baraka, he he's the mayor in in Newark, and that was years coming because the older guard was was cheating and doing the bullshit and wasn't thinking about young people. It was cheating the ass of Mayor Sharp James, and he finally got voted out. And we we doing now. So you had Cory Booker be the damn uh, mayor. He did all right. But then he said, yo, I got to be right. the senator now. But that's good. That's what you're supposed to do. That's what right. and, yeah. and because we followed, we followed him from the beginning to where he's at now. So we see him doing all that shit like we're doing. It's good to see because we actually got to vote for him to get him in that position. And that's yeah, because, because you know you what he's capable of. Exactly. And you watch him go well, he from will one do. to the next. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know they listen to us like they become a politics. <laughs> hey, but this is man, this is beautiful, man. This is what you know, we, we started and we talking about the hip hop and all that, but this is what we need to get down to the nitty gritty, man. So I'm glad when we yeah. have guests like you, we can talk about it all. You know what I mean? And we can really get to the get to the to to, to, to what we really need to be talking about. So I love it, homie. I love it, bro. Um before we go, let me take another call of my big homies checking in and um uh, let me take another caller, um, since they, okay. you don't mind. 
Man, hello, y'all are, hello. Man, man, good evening, man. Y'all are so on point. I was calling <laughs> in to talk about hip-hop, but then y'all didn't turn it political, <laughs> but y'all are absolutely right because, for example, if you don't know who you're voting for, you just want to push the, the, the Democratic votes, you will mm-hmm. be screwed. Do y'all you remember Kwame Kilpatrick? Yes, brother. <laughs> Please, if, if that right there is, is the, a synonymous name, but not only him, do y'all remember the guy from Compton? Uh, mm. The man from Compton. Uh, his name yeah. was, damn, man, what was his fucking name? Wait, yeah, I, know I, think, I think I know you're talking about. Oh, what was his name? He ended up getting railroaded. Uh man, what was his name? Uh Omar Bradley. Yeah, Omar, Bradley. Omar, Brad- <laughs> Omar Bradley. Bradley. Yeah, yeah. Super super charismatic. Talk shook hands, kissed babies. He did everything he could do to get up in there and rape the city of Compton. Yeah, he man. got indicted along with Kwame. Yeah. So it's like you can't just push that democratic vote and think that it's all good. Y'all hit it on the knee. That's what's going. Research, that's what's happening. Tweet if you don't know. The how, council how do you know? people. That's what. Well, that's what you we have to take time that. out. You have to take time out to really do a little research, do a background mm-hmm. check. You know, Google the name and and see if any criminal history pop up. And then yeah, let me go back never... to the most synonymous one of them all that everybody respected and got caught with a, uh, a crack pipe in his hand. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Mr. Barry. Oh, oh yeah, the black Barry guy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're, we're smoking <laughs> cocaine. So it's like, man, what the and hell? like that at first. All, and yeah. all of these are black people that we thought was going to rescue us and be our savior for the communities. And look what uh-huh. they did. So, man, you can't. Well, I'll say this, too. You well, never know. I tell you this, man. I tell you this. You never know. You'll never know how much money is in this politics until you start getting into that shit. Like, oh, as far as like, I'm talking about with all this. I'm talking about with so much rents, all of this man, stuff that so people much do. Money, man. Omar Bradley had hooked up his whole family. They all had yep. houses and beamers and all kind of stuff. All kinds of in the casino. Families. He yeah. got a casino in Compton built back in the day. And he was raping the, the proceeds. Freeway. Exactly. Mm. He was raping the proceeds from the casino. And everybody said, well, why would it be a casino in Compton? It's a, a under-impoverished community. What mm. what they need a casino for? Well, it's going to generate mm-hmm. income. And, man, it's going to help the community. It's jobs and it's lodging. Dude. Man, it sounded Dude. logical, but he was up in there Dude. raping the fucking casino, too. But let, let, let me so ask you this, Queen, and, and, and Sensei. Let me ask you this, Queen Sensei and Gene. Do you think that maybe some of these people, especially the ones we think have have the, the have our best our best interests, you know what I mean? When we vote them or think that they're the ones, the black ones, and all this, you think maybe they come into the game in the politics with the right state of mind and want to do right? But I think what the problem is, especially with us black people. When we get a little bit of power, and this goes from the politicians mm-hmm. to the preachers mm-hmm. in the pulpit, when they get that power, mm-hmm. shit changes, man. And they get, they get caught up. Power, yeah. They get, caught, they get up. caught up. I think that's what the problem is with us. Because they, with they us, become like, the check riders. They become the check riders. And like a preacher, uh, a working guy get paid on Friday. A preacher get mm-hmm. paid on Sunday. 
You know, it really yeah. ain't no different. Once you become and the check writer. anniversary day. Exactly. So you said, well, damn, if I take this little 10000 real quick and charge it off as expenses for rental cars and, and campaign suits, nobody's going to know. But if you do that over a, a period of time, you're going to rape the community out of $100,000 and you got a family and, 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 and everybody else. But, man. Man, can we talk about hip-hop now? Especially with us. Can we talk about hip-hop? Hey, man. You're the man, dude. You're the man, man, man. I've been following, man, your career from day one. I, too, was in the industry back in the day. And truly, truly respect, man, the craft, man. You stay pure. You stay consistent. And you're a factor, man. So... Can't nobody take that away from you, sir. God bless uh, you, man. Can't nobody well, take that, that away from that, you. That, 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 was, that was humbling to hear that because, like, I tell you, man, I, I, I only do this shit, you know, like, to do it because I love it. You know, it's, it's a job that I love to do, and I tell people all the time, like, if I thought I was going to make a lot of money in this shit, I would have stopped doing it a long time ago. Yep. I feel the same way because I thought that the money was just going to – uh, I could shake a tree in the backyard, and the money was just gonna fall out. And then when 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 the check stopped, it was like, whoa, where do I go from here? What's now? Mm-hmm. So man, hey man, it was an honor for you to even pick up a mic or or even have experiences that you had. Man, you got a lot to be proud of, sir. And can't nobody Thank get you, away from you, man. And it's going to be all right, man. A man with a plan is in command and look like he's mm-hmm. always had a plan. There it goes. <laughs> there it goes. Man. Man. I, I, like I said, I, I, don't, I could just I say it again. I appreciate the words because, you know, I, it could, everything could have turned out a whole lot differently. And, you know, not, but I'm, I'm grateful to be here, you know, from a group that, not knowing that a song about graffiti was going to take us anywhere. So that, and that's that, what's your, up. Your words that's mean a lot. What's mean a lot. And that's what's up, yeah. man. Check this out. You might want to even run for city council because uh, I have right. my brother-in-law. His name is Titus Stevens. He's running for the 5th Ward Council seat as we speak right now in Bakersfield, mm-hmm. California. And okay. he was a cable guy. And he's like, man, he said, I wonder if could I get some support behind me? It was just an idea, man. And now he's in the he's in the election. He got enough voters, and he's uh, uh of the Ward Six. His name is Titus Stevens, and he's running for councilman in Bakersfield, California. So we're all behind him because Bakersfield there ain't no jobs. And nah, I, I've right. been there. I've been there, bro. Hey, shit you, I did too. <laughs> it's a one horse town. <laughs> They got a whole right. throw. Middle of nowhere. It's just, man, it's the middle of nowhere. The, the, the rich white people's on one side of town. The poor black people is on the other side of town. It's completely fucked up. Oh, and they have an 85% conviction rate. If you go to jail in Bakersfield, you are going to go Rap. to prison. For whatever yeah. you do, they don't let it. Hey, my God. They have an 85% conviction rate. And I'm not talking about mm. for felonies. I'm talking about 
for misdemeanors Period. to felonies. Period. Ain't shit, ain't nothing to do. Down. And then you finna get fines and restitutions and everything that they could charge you for. And this has been going on for years and years and years. When I was in the first time I went to Bakersfield to visit, because they had a strip of casinos as well, we had the drive-by nigger. Some white boys in mm. the back of a pickup truck. Remember our people could ride in the back of a, a, a truck back in the yeah. day, and it wasn't no problem. Mm-hmm. And it was we had a drive-by nigger, and it was four white mm. boys in the back of a pickup truck. And we walking through the store to get a beer. And we got the drive-by nigger. And that was back mm-hmm. in the fucking... That was back in like the 90s. No. Yeah, no, it wasn't even the 90s. Like 2000 or something. Like early 2000s. So, mm-hmm. hey, man. Everybody got to vote. Definitely got to vote. But yes. mm-hmm. I really tripped off how you said about your sons. It is a protocol. G. Lou, you spoke on it. It is a protocol, man. When the police approach yeah. you, well, you really have to follow that because if you don't desensitize yeah. them and look them in their eyes, you know how they say, man, always look a man in his eyes. They can see what's in yeah. your eyes like you can see what's in their eyes. So you make sure yeah. that you look. You ain't got to call them all that concern and all that bullshit. But you better look that man in his eyes to see where his head is at, to, to try to get a, a, a barometer on on, on understanding. His heat level. Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. It's heat level is what I call it. Because he could have been on a six when he got out the car. Feel me? Mm-hmm. So right, you better right. look that man in his eyes and, and try to get some sort of a barometer. And you, you, you ain't got to bow down, but you don't have to be aggressive. But you ain't got to kiss his ass, too, because mm-hmm. they're still dogs. They're, man, I've been stopped by the police for never, ever done from a crime. I ain't never been stopped doing a crime, just rolling, and they pull yeah. you over, the and they all go right. bad. I got multiple all stories. Bad. They all go bad. So, man, it's a good thing to teach our sons, our, even our daughters. Look, when they pull yep. you over, this is the protocol. It should be a nationwide protocol of exactly what to do. It was a That's what we need to start thing. doing. Instead of Not we can protest talking. all day, we need to we need to we need to do that, tweet. You know what I'm saying? We Not can protest talking, all day, but, but the it was a young guy. Going. We got to Man, show it was him. a young guy. It was a young guy. I saw this online recently. He invented a little pouch that you can have sitting, you know, in your car and it has your driver's license, your registration, and your insurance. And you can put that when the police pull you over. They can come to your door, and you have that. You roll your window down halfway, and the pouch is right there facing the outside. So when they ask you for your driver's license, your registration, and your insurance, it's right there. Right mm. there. All they have to do is reach in the pouch and get the stuff. And your windows roll down halfway. You shouldn't have any other problems from that. That's what they're going to ask you for. They run you or whatever. As long as you ain't got no weed coming all out the car like our niggas be doing. And why would you mm. be smoking in the car? Yeah, Go to a park yeah, and smoke gotta, gotta, and get exactly, that in the exactly. car. Just because you got a little exactly. weed license. 
to go to the dispensary, do you know that's a crime too? Because yeah, you're yeah. driving impaired. You know, if they yeah, smell yeah, weed, yeah. that's probable cause yeah. for them to take over car. your car. It's all of that. And dudes think yeah. that it's all cool to do that. It's really not. If you want to smoke a blunt, not. pull your shit over, smoke it in We're the car, get back in the car. <laughs> but that's a young thing. But that's a young thing because we all did it. So the, the kids are doing sure, that. But yeah. we got to teach them again. We got to show them, though. That that you can't you can't shit, do that. Do that no no, just, just go somewhere. You, you can't, can't do, do a lot anymore. of things, man. You can't do a lot of things yeah. that you want to do because they're looking at us one way, and they don't know who the hell we are. You know, man. It right. was a man. It was a, a, a matter of fact. He was a politician. His daddy uh, was a big time dude in L.A. and they had just moved to Beverly Hills, and his son was getting stopped coming up in Beverly Hills to go home. They had a mansion, 2.5. And he got stopped like 19 times within Damn. a two-month period. Mm-hmm. And he lived there. Feel me? And it's like, wait a minute. Why is he always getting stopped? Because he was black, turning up in Beverly Hills. They didn't know who he was. And his various officers that had pulled him over. So it don't matter where you at. It can happen. You go to the rich neighborhood, you're definitely going to get pulled over. If you're in a high-profile car in the hood, you're going to get pulled over. If you're in a bucket, you're going to get pulled over. If you got three, four dudes in the car, you're going to get pulled over. I mean, the variables are always there. Racial profiling, they can never stop. You just got it. Man, I know a a pimp nigga now. It's going to be some funny shit. This pimp nigga, he rise and he got three girls in the back seat and he make them lay down in the back seat while he drive around town. And you wouldn't even know <laughs> that this nigga got three hoes in the back seat laying down. Now, if that ain't the coolest shit in the world. For real, real life, real life shit, man. Real life shit. They laying down in the back seat. So you, man, and it's just like you in the car by itself. But that's how you sit down. Yeah. Now, yeah. learn a lesson from a kid. Feel me? That part. That part. I'm going to leave it at that. We got to teach him, I'm going to leave it at that. We got to teach him, I'm going to leave it at that. We got to teach him. <laughs> Thank you. Thank man, you, big artifacts, Thank you, big Artifacts homie. forever, man. Artifacts forever, man. One love. No doubt. Hey, same, same to you. Thank you, bro. Tweet Cadillac. Thank you, big homie. That's Tweet Cadillac, baby. Peace and love, Tweet. Hey, thank you, Tweet. Hey, before we get out of here, let me take one more caller. Uh, we got my man calling there from Diego. Let me take him okay. before we get out of here. Ali, you yes, there? Sir. Yeah, man. Yeah. Sound like somebody sound like somebody opening up refrigerators, cracking ice, and pouring <laughs> drinks and everything, man. It's not like a bar. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't hear that stuff, G. Lou? You don't hear all yes, that sir. stuff? Man? I hear I hear somebody going into a cabinet, getting a glass, putting it on the counter, putting the ice in it, pouring drinks. Man, you don't hear that? <laughs> it's a party, man. <laughs> oh man. man, I said, man, I ain't mad at you, man. Everybody just checking out. I just want to let y'all know I was here, man. It was Friday night, man. I said, we you know, if Tweed going to be on the phone on Friday night and talk, I might as well push the one and talk too then, you know, but I ain't got mm-hmm. too much to say. You know what I'm saying? But much love to y'all, man. I'm, I'm glad y'all are alive, you know, tonight. You know what I'm saying? And 
and everything, man. Y'all just uh, look, man. We just gotta. What, what, what's going on, man? Is we gotta show folks how to kick it again, man. You know, everybody wanna kick it. Everybody wanna kick it and be down and and hang out. We we gotta show folks how to kick it and hang out again, man. It's basically the same thing y'all was saying. You know, they gotta be trained on how to how to hang, man. We gotta be trained on how to drive. You know, a lot of things we shouldn't have been doing that we was doing back in the days that it, sometimes we attract the police. You know what I'm right, saying? Right, so right. so you gotta first learn how not to be attractive to the police. You know, when they look at you, you don't wanna have no ass and breasts on you that they gonna pull you over <laughs> for. You know, for real. You know what I'm saying? Don't be out there attractive to them. You know, I ain't seen the police, man, in nine months. You know, as far as, like, up on me like that or saying anything right. to me. You know, so, you know, you got to learn how to how walk. To, you know how to conduct yourself. So you know well, yeah, that's what I'm yourself. saying. Same with that's me. What I'm saying. I ain't seen no police either because I know how to stay out their way. You know, so right. that's what you, you got to do. Yeah, we got to teach these youngsters, man. Listen, man, you know, to be, to be honest with you, and we all know it, man. If you want to say whatever we got left, you got to keep them in the house, man. You really got to keep yeah, them. Yeah, my son, my house. son, he ain't going outside. I tell him that all the Right. We got, we got to get yep. those Muhammad Ali boxing ring uh, things yep. again. You got to give them something to do at home, man. You got to make yeah. it an arcade, arcade ping pong machines. We got to go all the way back to that, man, to keep them in keep the house, house, man. Keep it in the house, that part. I don't trust yeah. none, none of these dudes outside. My son... I tell them, like, yo, look, I want you to know you can have as many virtual friends as you want to if they can't get at you. Mm-hmm. So you know, that's right. Mm-hmm. In that room, I see you. I, I hear who you're talking to. I can see these dudes on in their room. You know, it's not like, you know, my, my man won't come around the corner. Oh, no, no, no. Your man won't come around the corner. Won't come around here and smoke blood. And the only one smoking weed in here is me. So You know what I'm saying? That, that, yeah. that ain't happening. Right. So it's, it's different right. today. You know, where these guys, they don't. Yeah. Even know the the word about having like fun. They don't know that word. It, it, these dudes want to. They want to grow up fast and die. I'm not trying to say it like that, yeah. but a lot of a lot of them doing yeah. that. Yeah. A lot of them yeah. doing that. They they don't they they don't know the concept of what it means to you know when we got together with our friends. The best the biggest thing we were doing a, a, a year was going to Great Adventure on Easter Sunday <laughs> and getting fly and going to see everybody you know in the hood up there. And you know right. you had you knew what to even for us in the nineties, us having fun after we grew up after a while was going back and forth to New York, like just mm-hmm. even sometimes just pick up bud because you don't know what you're gonna do. We probably hang out the whole day and come back home and that you know that was the thing to do because we live in Jersey, but but we knew right. we knew where we couldn't go. We knew where we couldn't go. Shit, we knew we couldn't go to right. Brooklyn. We knew we couldn't go deep in the, where we live. We knew where right. we you, going you knew what, Yeah, you knew what you could do and what you couldn't do. Same. Yeah, exactly. Right. So, but today, these exactly. dudes today, they Same. feel like they yeah, can go right. anywhere because they got the ratchet, yeah. and these dudes yeah. know that too. And you got to pick your battles and know where not to go and who not to be with. But these days are Protocol. totally different Protocol. compared to us, man. They, when they raise the deep, yeah. but these dudes are... I don't want to say it like this, but these dudes, little dudes are savages, be Like, when you talking about how they killing each other they today, think they, and they think they not really, but they, yeah, think but they, they don't they realize think. this is not a video because game. Like, that dude, dude, yeah, yeah. It's not a video game. But that's how they going out these days, like video games. Yeah, these are real bullets. They going out real like bullets, bro. games, man. 
Like, yeah, that that is true. Man. They going out like games, blasted. So I, I'm like, keep that shit away from my son, man. Yeah. Well, you know, I think uh, we we spoke on it all, man. I'm glad we we had this conversation. It was like a town oh, hall me too, meeting. Me too. You know, came here to talk about hip hop and the artifacts, and man, we, we did that. But we, but we covered all around. We talked about everything, and I'm glad. Man, we had you here. This is the type of interviews I like, man, and we can we can cover it yeah, all. Yeah, well, we so, have conversations. Right, conversations. This is not this is what we do on here. Like Queen said, we don't have interviews. We have conversations, man. So, you know, as and, you uh, know, we, I would we rather, I rather at this age where we at, I think we it, that's that's kind of the thing to do. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. The platform for these reasons. We're not using this platform just to. Interview. We, we want to interview and talk about hip hop. We did, but mm-hmm. it's so many greater things, you know. And I'm glad we we got into that and we covered it all. You know what I mean? You're so, saying, you're saying. Man, it, and I'm glad we do it this way. And thank you again, Sensei, for uh, coming on the no show doubt. tonight. I appreciate, man, I appreciate y'all for having me. Thank y'all for having me too. Appreciate yeah, you, blessings homie. to your prosperity yeah. and your family. Peace and love, and be safe, and keep on doing what you're doing with your son, and you know, keep being that hard, being hard on them, and teaching them like you're teaching them. You know, um, your your music says a lot about who you are as a spirit. You know, so keep on being right. that. And uh, like I, I said, blessings will. to your prosperity. Yeah, and it was, it was definitely a pleasure having this conversation with you. And I'm gonna definitely order me one of those. T-shirts, so okay, I'll be okay. in your DM I, I got a bunch of them. <laughs> no yes, problem. I'll check them out. <laughs> My man. Okay. My man. Sensei. All right, Joe. Yo. Thank you, bro. Same here. Same Respect, here, brother. Man. Anytime. Anytime, man. Thank you all very much. I'll be getting at you, too. You're welcome. For sure. I'll be getting okay. at you on some other shit, too, but thank you again. All love. Yeah, definitely. Love. All right. Peace, y'all. Okay. The Sensei, the legendary artifact, grace the show tonight, the G. Lu Show, Flashback Fridays. Thank you again for everybody who checked in. Uh, man, it was a great episode. Queen Jean, thank you for always holding me down. And this is what we do here. We don't have interviews. Yeah. We have conversations. And they always turn out the way they do. And we get love. And this is what we do, Queen. So we're going to keep on doing yeah. it. You understand? Because Right on. You know, this Show this is, you right. This is the blueprint. <laughs> show you right. Yeah. And uh, thank yeah, you again to our sponsor, right. BTP Media Group, Jeff Kwan. Thank you to Rev Ali. Who show love is always thank you, uh, Ali. I love you, brother, man. You always hey, here Prince. for us, man. We love you, bro. And um, yeah, shout out to the Prince, man. DJ Prince, much love to you. Tweet Cadillac, you know, uh, DD Harrison. What up, yeah. DD? DD, uh, tomorrow night got a great episode. Tell them about before we leave what's going on tomorrow night. Conversation. Oh, yeah, we have Cecilia the- Robinson. Cecilia Robinson coming to the Hookah Lounge, conversations in the Hookah Lounge. 7 o'clock Pacific and 10 o'clock Eastern. Um, yeah, join us so you can get her journey, learn of her history. She has a book out called Memoirs of a Cold-Blooded Bitch, and um, that's that's a great book. She just has a great journey. So, yeah, just check us out tomorrow. Come and hang out in the hookah lounge with us tomorrow night, 7 o'clock Pacific, bring 7 your o'clock Eastern. Bring your vapes, bring your weed, all your wine, all bring, that. Just bring whatever is going to put you in that vibe because we don't want to, we're just going to bring you some great spicy energy. That's what me and Didi are going to do. And Jim Lou is going to be back Shout there producing us. Yeah, that making part. sure we're straight. In the cut. I'm going to be in the making cut, sure man, we but I might have to check though. in because old girl, she, the, the cold, uh, uh, whatever <laughs> the time, she's, I, I, I might have to check in with her. So 
I'm gonna be yeah, there. I'm gonna be in the background. Yeah. Hey, have to tap in. You know what I mean? So shout out to Didi. What up, Didi? Love you, baby. And uh, Queen Jean. Tomorrow night conversations at the Hookah Lounge. It goes down 7 p.m. Pacific, 10 Eastern. We'll be there. Shout out to the Rev again and everybody who joined us tonight. This show will be back up shortly on YouTube. Follow our YouTube page, the Jibu Show YouTube page. You can find all the previous shows as well. I'm putting up the show we just did Wednesday as well. I'm having troubles with that, but it'll be up soon. And we'll be on live tonight in the after hours with the homie uh, Conejo and uh, Snow and uh, Mac Malone and all that too. So just get tapped in, man. But we love y'all, and I'm glad we had this interview and conversation tonight. I hope everybody learned something and took something from this conversation. So uh, with that being said, we up out of here. Thank everybody. We love y'all. Queen Jean G. Lou. Peace and love, y'all. Keep the love in it. Keep the love in it. You did? In it. Yes. Keep the love in it. Can't go wrong when you keep the love in it, man. We love y'all. And uh, I guess we're going to get up out of here. Peace and love, y'all. G. Lou Show. We out. Peace, King. All right. Peace. Peace.